Dystopia Tonight. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to the 200 and something episode, I lost count, of uh, of Dystopia Tonight with me. Uh, by my side is Glenn Phillips for his second round on the show, Toe the Wet Sprocket. Uh, he's got a tour coming up, he just finished a tour that I went to go see. Um, he's got a new album coming out. You got a lot of, you got a lot of shit going on, which is amazing. Um, and uh, also, yeah, fuck, I forgot. Follow us on, um, I say this, don't, I'm not good at this part at all. So I say it like I'm in, like, just very like, yeah, yeah, do it if you gotta, if you have to. Um, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can, <laughs> if you can make it, uh, please follow on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and also this Twitch and Twitch is live. So you'll get notifications of, You'll see it before anybody else does. So yeah, and you can comment and like and share and do all that kind of good shit. And now that that's over, which was just a struggle, I'm struggle, but I'm not a good promoter of me. No, um, me neither. Oh, you get it then. It would be good to get a job promoting other people. I'm really happy to promote other people. Right? It, it, yeah, it always yeah. just feels, I, and I envy people who are, are capable of doing that in that way that just feels like, yeah, it's part of the job. Yes. You know, yeah. No, no big, you know, it's, you're here. You got to do that. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was poorly trained in the 90s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, also back when I, everyone was too cool to self-promote. Like yeah, it was exactly. gauche back then. <laughs> yeah. You guys didn't talk about yourselves. So you were just kind of like, no, you had other people like like now there's no there's no barrier between social media and anybody else. So like if you're not talking about yourself, literally no one else is going to do it. You could just pull a Trump and and have like be be your own like switch put on Aww. a beanie and like all of a sudden you're you know Jim Perbano. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, it's oh such a, <laughs> it's such a shame that that's a Trump now because remember when Tom Poston you know the the guy from SCTV and shit but he was on <laughs> like Newhart and shit and like uh, yeah. but that was his bit they'd be like we want to speak to the manager and he'd be like hang on <laughs> grab a hat and put the hat on and be like. I'm the manager. Yep. I, I actually, I don't know if I can even say which filmmaker it is. I know a guy who made it, uh, who, who managed to make a pretty amazing film. And he said that the way that he ended up, actually, I, I'm just going to, yeah, whatever. No, I'm going to keep him anonymous. But he, <laughs> he, he started by writing this screenplay and he was calling all these people. And he's an animator as well and has, you know, all these art talents. And he was calling all these producers saying, mm -hmm. I got this, you know, great family film and I'm trying to get these voice actors for it. And basically everybody said no. And then he realized that he was telling the truth and was saying, well, it'll cost this. We'll be totally pulling out of our asses. We might not get through. And, and he uh, eventually he started he bought a power suit mm -hmm. and would put on this suit and have a producer alter ego and practiced in front of the mirror to be like an overly optimistic psychopath wow and he only did it when he had that suit on he had to be dressed in the role of him mm -hmm. in as producer him and he managed to go pretty a-list on all his voice actors get the thing made go like he, he, he he made it happen. Yeah. And he, he uh, attributes it entirely to creating a, a, a persona that was willing to lie. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's really, you know what? It's one of those things that's like admirable because yeah. we totally get it. We're like, that's fucking genius. And then like the fear is, will anybody outside of what we do understand why we needed to live this kind of like double life? Yeah. Um, like, the, you know, the band Milo Green? 
no. It's Robbie uh, Arnett and then uh, Marlena Sheets are the two lead singers. Uh, but that Milo Green, they named it Milo Green because that was their fake agent's name that they nice. would only email. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, that's what they that's how they started it. But now Trump is kind of ruined talking about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, that's true. a bummer. Anytime I actually if I ever say something like, oh, you know, I have a lot of friends who the minute I say a lot of friends, I'm like, Oh, but yeah. do I like that? Seems cringe. Like I don't want to. I'm not saying it to be a douche, but ugh. No, but then it's sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. ruins so many things. Really. Totally, absolutely. <laughs> Did you ever um uh like get to the point where like when you finally got an agent or like or or like people representing you, you had a hard time like like kind of like letting go, being like, oh, do you need me to do it or do you want me to do? It? And they're like, just shut the fuck up and let me I do. Had... I did let you finish your sentence. Really? Yeah, no, I I, please don't. <laughs> I'm Italian. If you don't, if you let me finish a sentence, it'll really go to my head. Okay. Uh, no, I, for me, actually, I had a really weird kind of opposite experience is we, cause we got signed when I was 18. And right. so we were on Columbia. We had a manager, we had a booking agent, we had a publisher. Uh, we had a major record company. So every town we'd show up in. And so for me, it was, I, I got this, completely backwards idea of how the world works for 99.9999999% of the, <laughs> the world. And uh, so I had to actually learn how to do it all myself, like at a time where I couldn't get a manager, couldn't get a label. Wow. I did have a booking agent, thank God. Yeah. Uh, and I started going on the road solo acoustic and settling my shows and selling my merch. And uh, it, it was really humbling. Uh, to do all the jobs and do them so badly and there's a lot of them I still don't have a man I don't have a manager right now and it's like you know even hiring somebody to do the website getting merch done which I know is like a simple basic thing that all musicians do because that puts food on the table I'm yeah I stopped doing it because I I would do it last minute and badly and I would end up with a lot of shirts that I paid too much for because I got them printed last minute and shipped last minute. Right. That were a design I didn't even like. <laughs> and I'd have a duffel bag full of them that I can't sell. And even if I sold them, I would break even. <laughs> That's like how I am with merch. Oh, wow. Like I am so bad at business. And, yeah. and I got kind of trained in this era where, and especially with the 90s when everybody was too cool to, act like they were that it was a job like right i just make music man you know i just we play the shows and we did a lot of promo and stuff but, yeah um but yeah i learned in reverse which was definitely a that was a big education uh and now the great thing about it now it's like when i go out with the band again because we were broken up for such a long time mm -hmm. you know and i thank my guitar tech every single time he hands me a guitar Oh, like nice. I, it's like, right. I am so grateful to have people around helping me doing things and yeah. uh, you can, you can get acclimated really easily, but it's yeah. Anyway, that. Yeah. That's awesome though. Well, did you feel but, like a, like you were humbled by it when you went back on the, like, cause I can't imagine you being much of a tyrant and, and you know what I mean? Even though you were 18 and told her it's rocket, like you don't seem like that kind of guy to begin with. So how no, much of a... I, I mean, I can get, 
I can get uh, dramatic and aggrieved. And I mean, it's mm. it's part of my I have my. Uh, yeah, yeah personality ramps but uh, and no. yes you're not going uh, full james corden at somebody at a restaurant over some eggs <laughs> no no i i i've i you know like yelling at the crew the crew work harder than the band and don't make right. as much and they are insanely competent and when they make mistakes it's usually because they're like you know juggling five flaming dishes and you know it's like they're yeah Right, of course. There's no point in yelling at people over stupid shit. And I, I kind of feel as well if you're if you're if you can't go get your own soda, not that you should <laughs> be drinking the soda, but if you can't if you can't take care of yourself, uh then then you something's wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I always wonder about those yeah. people who are so managed and so handled and like I like I mean, like look at uh, you know, I'm on top of mental health issues, but look at Kanye. I mean, that's a guy who's surrounded by people twenty four seven who agree with him just because they're making the money. So I can't, I could never imagine yeah. not wanting to, not being able to like, uh, but even like, uh, look at the president can't drive himself anywhere. Technically, you know, I think he just did Joe Biden just did like a car show or something like that. And he was kind of mm -hmm. lamenting about the fact that like, man, I I'm not allowed to drive anywhere anymore. I, I couldn't do that. I don't want to, I be... believe that I also wouldn't give the guy a license at that time, <laughs> but <laughs> just, to, just to say that. <laughs> absolutely yeah that's true too just just saying but uh yeah but yeah no there's it's <laughs> it's weird people get really protected and it's easy to stop doing things i, I think part of um having you know such a um a low self-esteem uh makes me uh, always kind of wondering if i'm getting in someone's way or asking too much yeah but i've i've also seen people who do it i remember um i went to this you know concert it was like a an oil um you know get oil out kind of concert. It's a heal the mm -hmm. ocean in santa barbara and there are like eight people playing and they were two hours late on the sound check and there was this uh, tim curran was up trying to do his sound check and uh you know they couldn't get his guitar to come up and there's this you know tech on the stage just you know taking the mic thing and going input 23 24 <laughs> 25, 20, like going up the thing and they finally get it. And the tech stands up and it's Jackson Brown. Oh, and who was there and the mic wasn't working and nobody was running and doing the patch check. And so he ran and did the patch check. Cause that's what you do if you're paying yeah. attention. And I was like, that's my kind of guy. Right. I like, and I, I, hopefully he does it without like terrible imposter syndrome. I think he just decided to not stop noticing and not yeah. stop caring. And it's, uh, you know, not everybody does that. I, I think, I mean, it's the problem with comfort in general, right? We get mm -hmm. used to comfort and then we acclimate to that as normal. And, yeah. and then we use all our energy trying to avoid doing anything that makes us uncomfortable, which is just a terrible way to live. Right. Um, and don't yeah. you think that the minute artists become too comfortable is when it seems like they stop working, whether it's on their craft or maybe even genuine generally, like, does that resonate with you at all? Cause I feel like if I ever get too comfortable, I won't try to be good. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I, I think there are people who do a really good job and are also like, there's an essential creative discomfort where you're pushing yourself in a direction. Mm -hmm. And so 
I don't know if your environment has to be uncomfortable, but I, oh, okay. what I noticed that I agree, is yeah. that the people who are successful and have stayed successful, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure there's internal demons. I mean, we just did the, you know, this thing with uh, the, the summer tour with Bare Naked Lady and yeah. they're, they're happy guys, you mm-hmm. know, and Ed's, Ed's got some dark. Sure. Ed's definitely got some dark, but I also think he just has an essential, like a drive that I'm not sure if I have a drive okay. to succeed, a drive to work, a drive to kind of push mm-hmm. um, that. Um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting to see, like, like, honestly, I think they're there. You know, their new album to me has their most interesting songs for me that they've ever done. I Agreed. feel like actually they push themselves really hard. Yeah. And uh, I was less, much less connected with their stuff back in the day. And, you know, hearing them play every night, I'm like, God, these are my favorite songs. And then I find out that my favorite songs are all off the new record. Yeah. And so I'm going, okay, this band's been together 30 years and they're finding ways of, entering their own creative discomfort or pushing themselves or I hear like stories about the band Phoenix, right? Oh yeah. Who yeah. Uh, will do these like trippy, like kind of manifestos they had. I, for, I forget which record it was, um, but they, they did this thing where they'd never used live before the, this, this kind of looping and recording program. Right. And they had four computers. Each of them had their own rig synced up. And they were all using a program they'd never used and sending files back and forth and mangling each other's parts. Wow. And doing these things just kind of like Brian Eno's oblique strategies to to force themselves into uncomfortable situations. And 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 so they're like, I think there's positive ways it, it's not like you have to be miserable your whole life i think right. there are people who like it's also like you step into unfamiliar territory when you write and you work it doesn't have to be an external driver making you miserable or even like you know i'm hoping someday to not not be so verklempt yeah, yeah. and uh and i hope that i will have good creative habits to keep me uh to keep me doing good work. I mean, right. and I think the bands that get big and last, maybe that's just it. That the, the thing that keeps them there, mm-hmm. especially if they're writing their own material, is that they don't lose that edge, right? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I know what you mean. I I, I totally it took agree a, like with... five minutes for me to say something very simple. No, that was great though. No, I enjoyed every minute. <laughs> no, like the 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 crazy thing is, is like I like um. What's up, Tom? Hi, hi. How is <laughs> we everybody? like Tom. Tom is good. Tom's back. <laughs> I'm back. Um. What I, no, what I was going to say is I like what you said about, I agree that you don't have to be uncomfortable in like the workspace itself. But like, for me, like I've oddly enough at this point in my career become comfortable with the fact that I will always be a little bit nervous, excited, nervous slash excited about doing a gig where I'm like, mm-hmm. I really, cause I think that's what keeps me like anytime I've kind of not done well, quote unquote, is when I've noticed myself feeling kind of lackluster, like, oh, whatever, we're going to go do this thing, you know, blah, 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 or whatever. But if I get to yeah. it and I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking eat it, probably. I don't know. Uh, I have to make sure I'm sharp. You know what I mean? Then I wind up having a lot of fun and doing well. And I don't ever now I'm like, I don't want that to go away. 
Like, yeah, you, know, you feel nervous, uncomfortable in the moment or leading no, up to? I feel like I get the never, leading up to, but once you start gigging, you're in the zone. Yeah, never in the moment. On unless stage unless is you I'm, tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unless, you, yeah, unless you're tanking, yeah. Which is and always then, a possibility. Which is funny, too, because when you, at this point, if you're tanking, you know, like when I'm, I mean, it doesn't happen that often. Or like if I know I'm doing new material, I know it's going to, I know which way it's going to go. But I'm like, it's kind of funny when it's happening in real time or you're just not having a great night or whatever it is. I'll in my head, I'm like, oh, you piece of shit. Like, you you know, this uh -huh. is going you. I'm like, I know what I did wrong and I forgot that part. And I'm like, not my head's in the wrong space. And I'm like, oh, you fucking suck. But hopefully but you're also good enough where the audience doesn't notice it. Yeah, well, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. yeah right? You train yeah. to the point where your bad night is ex like, yeah, it was, it was a good, good night. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe, again. maybe not. Yeah, yeah I, where they're not like, what happened to him? But there is that element. I've been, uh, I've been thinking about snake handling a lot recently. So oh. I just, I just went to, yeah, I went to Alabama <laughs> and okay. I was at the uh, Opelika uh, Songwriters Festival and met this oh, guy nice. Abe Partridge. I don't know if you've ever heard him. Great singer songwriter. He's the Alabama astronaut, and he has Ooh. this podcast. Awesome. His thing to do. He'd be a great interview. He's so yeah. fucking great uh abe partridge abe uh partridge. and got it. i'm jotting it down he spent his lockdown uh he got he was curious about snake handling churches like pentecostal snake handling churches yeah. and the music in those churches and he'd seen just like there are a couple of like you know off an iphone youtube clips of the music in these churches and it's amazing and it'll be like a church of 20 people and almost everybody in the congregation ends up playing and they kick ass and the music is just, it is so incredibly full of life. And wow. mm -hmm. uh, so he ended up doing this podcast, like making friends, recording this couple, uh, Cody and Cassie Coots, making a record with them of their songs and, and um, you know, kind of trying to actually capture and record this music. The Lomax is apparently just passed it by and yeah. It's this incredible, unique strain of American music that's been pretty much overlooked entirely. And but his talking about snake handling and there's this, you know, misunderstanding, I think, of of. Uh, you know, this idea that they think they're protected by God right. and that that. Uh, but they don't actually. It's like there there's this thing in Mark, I guess, that's the five signs of them what believe. Uh, mm. you know loosely translated and uh you know it's speaking speaking in tongues healing the sick something handling snakes and drinking poisonous <laughs> substances so they'll drink wow. strychnine uh really yeah and uh not all the time and sometimes die and they dance with these rattlers and copperheads they dance with these snakes and it's this insane loud music and they're just holding it up and it's really much more like i'm ready to go I am wow. ready, Jesus, and wow. you can take me if this is my time. I will go, and I will. And it's that it made me think of free climbing. Mm. It made me think of, but oh, there's yeah. an element of that in a non-fatal way. Of like, there is that element of performance that it's it's most people's nightmare is to stand in front of a room and be judged, to be yeah. vulnerable, to be judged, to be all on your own up there, and be willing to make an absolute potentially an absolute fool of yourself and and you know it's most people's worst fear is being in front of an audience and 
And so there's something about that stepping in and knowing you could tank. Right, right, <laughs> and, absolutely. You know, and it's and it's also translated into like not necessarily even being in front of an audience too, because it's funny that you say the vulnerable thing. I was thinking about this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. So Taylor Swift just came out with that new album, um, and she she's already like had to re-edit a video because she um, said something about one of her fears. She she. She like touched on um, gaining weight or becoming fat. She's the word fat. All these people then jumped on her for being quote unquote fat phobic, right? Here, here, here's my thing. And I was reading like comments that people have made because obviously it went from like a BuzzFeed article to like Rolling Stone, Variety, like so that everybody's reporting on it. And she went and apologized and then re-edited the video and then took it out. And from the mm. what I was getting from the comments is like, okay, so her whole song, her whole thing is about she's vulnerable she's actually opening up this is just a genuine fear that she has and decides to talk about in her music and the message that people mm -hmm. had sent was you cannot be vulnerable with us you know what i mean and you can't say a fear because we're gonna yeah you does that sound like that's a weird you know i mean obviously you don't want to upset your fans and you want to upset people yeah and but, that's a specifically nuanced one right because right. there's mm -hmm. there's skinny privilege yeah. there's beauty privilege there's right. all kinds of privilege in there Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's the fact that I know a ton of women who were so scared of getting fat that they stopped eating. Right. And yeah. and had to go to the doctor and right. had to get years of therapy. And and like there, there's also a part of that, like I both sides are true, right? Yeah. There, you yeah. know, the, you don't want to, uh, you know, be of course being ableist and all of that. And and hey, uh, eating disorders are a real thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, there are fears and control, uh, you know, issues around that as well. And so there's, you know, probably some people who heard that and actually were like, I am too. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was reading in the comments. But a lot of people were like, I totally understand what she's feeling. And now I feel shitty because she had to go and apologize and re-edit it. Am I supposed to feel shitty because of the way I feel? And it's like, are they? I don't know. That's a that's they seem like, you know, who the hell knows who they are? They seem like decent people. I think it's a it's a you know, how can I say being a bleeding heart liberal? Uh, mm. I, I have a whole lot of uh, sympathy. Like, how can I say this? It's one of the dangers of getting too woke. Yeah. Is that that there's no place to say a fear and maybe a fear like that needs to be expressed in a different way because anorexia is about control. Like you could, you right. could say like yeah. it, it, there's nuance to all of it, but it, it also can make it really hard to talk about anything yeah. uh, at some point. I don't envy comedians. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I know. It's a weird, it's a weird fucking time. It's kind of funny. Cause when even like for my friends and I, who again are also bleeding heart liberals or whatever, even when we talk about stuff, you know, we kind of feel that thing where we're like, is our time just coming eventually? Cause I know one, I'm getting old, duh. And um, I know that like, I don't know, I'm probably going to like, it's only a matter of time before somebody just, I get crank old man cranky about something. <laughs> Yeah, that is that you know? You're already I'm there, just, John. Just to let I, you know. Oh, I well, trust me. There's, I know I'm there, and it's, it's alarming. Some. Yeah, it's it's a it's terrible. Uh, but yeah, I always think about that. But do you do you shut it off when you're when you're writing? When you can you do it? Can you shut all that noise off and stuff and just go? I'm gonna say what I think and what I feel. I'm gonna sing what I want, and then oh me? Yeah. No. 
God, no. No, you uh, I was super careful. The last Toad record starting now, mm. available at all outlets. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I'm trying to get better at that. Uh, that was great. Yeah, the it it's it's a hard. I mean, I I had to do a lot of editing because I I started. There were a number of songs that were starting from a, a topical point of view, and then mm -hmm. as 2020 kept unfolding and everything just kept getting crazier and crazier, I had to kind of zoom out, and then I had to check my own you know in the process of 2020 like i started realizing how intolerant and angry i was walking around angry all the time pissed off at everybody super judgmental right. no willingness to try to understand anyone who didn't what i believe believe what i believed and you know it's it's that thing of i have to have compassion for how afraid somebody must be, you know, like go to QAnon for a second. This is the example I use. If you, in fact, think that Nancy Pelosi is torturing children and then drinking their adrenal solutions, that's a very scary thing to think. Right. Yeah, that is yeah. that is as horrifying as anything that's ever been. I mean, it's taken directly from the protocols of the elders of Zion and kind of updated. It's, you know, <laughs> right. But but it's, uh, you know. If I thought that was true, what a what a horrible thing to think is happening at the highest levels of government. That, of course, they're afraid. Of course, they want authority. Like, and so, but trying to understand where people come from. I mean, I mean, that's a, a very extreme version of it. Yeah. While trying to hold on to my own morality, a sense of what is actually true and right and good, um, and inclusive to not. There's, there's no way to ever have a conversation with people if you just start with you're stupid and you're wrong and you're a bigot. Right. Yeah. Right. Because then they go, yeah. fuck you. Goodbye. Right. So yeah. uh, it's it, it, it ends all conversations immediately or any hope of finding a common thread of humanity, uh, yeah. you know, and, and so I I don't know. I, I, I tried to rewrite uh uh, I, I not tried to, I ended up rewriting a lot of lyrics because, you know, there's a song called Truth and it's like, there's mm. lines where it's like, oh, do I think that I'm, I have a, uh, do I, I don't have a grip on the truth. Right. I don't know what the truth yeah. is. I know there is, there is truth. There were lines in that, that it's like, that's a little smarmy. That sounds like I think I have it taken or, you know, and that saying the truth does not take sides saying, you know, it's like I had to go question myself a lot and kind of try to zoom out to things that were more broad and less topical. And there were even words, there was a, a, a line that was, uh, what's the song starting now when I first wrote it, it's, uh, I was trying to reference Joanna Macy who talks okay. about active hope, right? right. That, that optimism and pessimism are both neutral uh, are both passive states, but hope yeah. is actually, taking action, doing the right thing, even if you don't know the outcome. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I was like, okay, active hope. And uh, I it was this line, hope don't mean you sit there just waiting for the changes. It's fighting for the lost cause, getting in the trenches. Then I was like, lost cause. No, can't use lost <laughs> cause, right? <laughs> that, oh, like in, 10 years earlier when mm -hmm. white supremacy was not like, 
so much at like w- was not tip spilling over the edges. Yeah. A lost cause is a lost cause, but I was just like, Nope, lost cause keeps, uh, I'm seeing it in the news. It's like, can't use that phrase. That phrase right. has been ruined. Uh, so yeah. it was, I changed yeah. it to fighting for the long shot. And so I actually got that granular like wow. throughout that whole record. Cause it was written while the world was falling apart so actively. And I was like, I want to make this a useful tool to people. I don't want it to, I don't want to give up what I believe uh, or what I, you know, but I, I can't. Uh, yeah. I, I right. also just don't want to get it wrong. So I thought a lot about it. This record, there's nothing topical. So I didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling now that we're all pretending that it's not falling apart a little bit more fake optimism? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, no, just God, the, no. just, just the fact that I mean, I I, lo- I love that. What was it? Only like a few weeks ago, I think, or whatever, when he said when Biden said the pandemic was over, and I was just like, five hundred people dying a day. I don't know. I don't know that it's people. over. I don't know. I have COVID right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've... for the first time, though, which by the way, you survived an entire mm-hmm. tour without getting it. Yeah. It's wild. I started thinking I had that, like, maybe I've got the like super avoider thing. <laughs> check. No. I, I I went to the songwriting festival in Alabama and mm, I I came home. It. it was it was a hard tour. I started the toad tour. I had this weird like gastrointestinal stuff that I've never had before. So I had like two weeks of like uh, reflux and farting and heartburn and like yeah. I would have hated to be in the front row it just would not have <laughs> like I couldn't eat anything I couldn't tell what would trigger me and some stuff was just like Rah! and oh yeah man I get and it. so farted my way through the whole tour and then I got a nasty cold in Nashville tested Oof. didn't have COVID and then I went to the songwriters festival and uh came back and overshare says glory tone uh, <laughs> that's, that's my job but uh yeah it, and it was and, and came home and and have covid so i have two weeks at home and a week Damn. week plus of it is is spent uh waving to waving to my fiance through a mask so oh, wow. uh well, can you can you uh, what are the oh man my camera is glitching a bit here uh did you um i'm gonna have to reveal the background again there we go messy office Oh, oh god, yeah, it's brutal. I'm such a piece of shit. Look at all. Hey, this I've been sleeping. I've been sleeping on the sofa behind me. And before I got on your podcast, I took the sheets off and turned it back into a sofa. I'm just gonna oh. say that. Fantastic. <laughs> that makes me feel better. I like that. Pro. Um <laughs> do you have do you have the no smell, no taste thing, or what are your symptoms? Oh no, it's just like basically it's head cold mm. with a lot of fatigue. Uh, and and I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much, this is my first day where like the line, you could barely see it. Yeah. Um, but I feel tired, just essentially tired. And I got, I was already hitting into a bit of a depression and I just hit absolute rock bottom. Uh, and, uh, so and so I've just been fighting. I was coming out of it the last two days. And then today I took another dip for a while and I'm doing better. But I, I just went, I went really dark. So Damn. and sorry I, to hear that. Yeah, man. Yeah, it happens. Uh, it does. And I appreciate that you share it too, right? Because a lot of people don't give the other side of it. Like it's always like good face forward, not telling anybody what's going on behind 
the smile, but I totally get that. Like, I feel like, yeah, not an easy share. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, once again, I'm all into the overshare, uh, but it's, uh, man, it it was intense. Uh, it was really intense. Um, you know, and, and so I guess, which is to go back to like, now that the, you know, now that we can pretend everything is okay, I'm terrified all the time. I like in the last three days, I'd been listening to all these podcasts like Conspirituality and Decoding the Gurus and all this kind of, right. you know, people picking apart the IDW and, uh, you know, anti-vax stuff and trying to figure out how misinformation spreads. And I, I, my head was so deep in it. Listening to Knowledge Fight. I love Knowledge Fight. Ooh, I, I don't, don't know, know if I can. You don't know Knowledge Fight? No, no. Dan and Jordan, a couple of a couple of uh, ex-comedians who... Uh, <laughs> have spent the last five years uh, deconstructing Alex Jones. Like oh. they go through, they're, they're uh, amazing. Holy a- shit. And, and they're funny and, and full of heart. Uh, but the thing is, even if you're doing that side of it, that's like funny and good, it's mm. like, I, it was taking up a lot of my brain space. So I actually unsubscribed to all of these podcasts. Yeah. Except for knowledge fight. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> unsubscribed that billion dollar settlement made me so happy uh but oh yeah i know it's so good and i mean god they have all these episodes like where they're going through the depositions uh the texas depositions and his team it's just it's i think the amazing thing about that is like oh that these people like there's nothing in their culture that is involved in any way with actual research they find headlines on the net and then they repost them Right. And there's no vetting. There's no internal process of review or it's just like if it fits the narrative, you you put it out there. And And it's a shame because he's not a well like he's obviously not well like uh, other than. Yeah. And and he's had I don't know if you know his history at all, but I'd read something online recently where like he was he had like a um, forced trauma to the head. And it sounds like everyone be like, of course he did. But he actually Uh did when he was like a, a teenager. And then, huh. like, you know, I think since then, I don't know if he ever got it, like, handled or checked out, but he's admitted, you know, he's he's been a little nutty. Well, and he was raised by Birchers. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, his dad yeah. was John Birch Society. I mean, he was raised right. in the middle of that. And so they really live in this world. I, I think the amazing thing to see in that was that they live in this world where reality truly is fluid. Right. And that whatever you think, it just everybody's got an angle. And it's like it's this weird. It's a a complete lack of willingness to ground in any kind of true shared reality. And I mean, he proved it throughout and his entire team as well throughout the depositions. It's it's amazing to listen to. All of that said, I need to not consume that anymore. I, Mm -hmm. I, I had a New York Times subscription. I stopped that. I'll look at you know, NPR will do me. I can look at it on occasion. I I'm just like, I needed, I need more silence. Yeah. I started, you know, yep. trying to take naps during the COVID days. I listened to a Tara Brock meditation thing. I've always tried to meditate on my own, uh, you know, without a tape or a help. And I'm just like, Nope, brains too, too soiled. I'm just going to lay down. I'm going to listen to Tara. I'm going to, try to calm my system, get out. Yeah. Go, like I got to get it together. Cause this was, this just scared the shit out of me. Uh, and, and it's once again, if it's, it's the environment, it's, you know, the, the imminent one party rule. 
Mm -hmm. uh, from a party that's being taken over by uh, what appear to be fundamentalist fascists. And I'm scared. Yeah, uh, I agree. It, it, there's a lot going on and I can just spiral into it. Uh, I mean, you know, so never was there a better time to pay attention to mental health than yeah. now. Yeah. I think yeah. we should do um, maybe like once every other week, just have somebody gather headlines for us and we'll go online and we'll just do a uh, fetal position news and we'll just get on the floor and rock <laughs> <laughs> and then read some headlines. And then, then we walk away. We walk away. I mean, it's not a bad yeah. idea. It's so no, crazy. because Oh no, I was going to yeah. say it's just so crazy because it's all the headlines are never the truth. It's always just sensationalized snippets of an article. Yeah. Truth. So yeah. They and, had, yeah. My fiance doesn't doesn't look at the news. The stories all get to her. She hears mm -hmm. about everything that needs to be heard about. And, yeah. uh, you know, it works. And the, yeah, God, the fetal position news. I mean, because that's the thing. I'll sit there and I'll go like, oh, God, I don't have enough for retirement. I don't own a home. I missed the <laughs> I missed the time and where that would have been possible. I should have done it. I'm a loser. But if mm. I end up getting a home at the incredible high prices of the West Coast of coastal West Coast, like if I scrimp and save to do that then i'll be trapped in earth and but then the water will run out and there will be fires everywhere so the house won't right. be worth anything but i'll still owe for it but i'll be a climate <laughs> refugee uh and but you know it's just like right right stop the other day yeah, i was oh in my, my garage God. and i was like i need to get a raft <laughs> i was just like <laughs> and, I, and i was like that was a thought i was like yeah because like a raft would really save but i was like i don't have anything to float on and that popped into my head and I was like, that's an alarming thought to have. And I'm like, but probably mm -hmm. not, not a wrong thought to have. And then, uh, and then I realized even if I did have a raft, I don't know how to survive on a raft. And I was yeah. like, where would I go? Do I get a friend? Well, <laughs> don't you, get an don't you have a room that's all full of uh, like, you know, survivalist food that you bought from Alex Jones? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have his pills. I have his supplements, his spray tan. I got all that stuff. All just awesome. in case you never know. Good. You know what's crazy about somebody like Alex Jones is like people will cling to him about the one time the dude was like he says so many bad oh, shit, yeah. insane stuff, but his followers don't care if it's like wrong, 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 wrong. If he gets the one thing right, they're like, fucking see what do we what do we well, tell you? And the one thing right is also usually highly revisionist. <laughs> right, I mean, right. It's, it's very, it's very like I told you there'd be something in a grocery store. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I predicted yeah. that. And it's like you you also said, you know, 30,000 other locations and dirty bombs and this and that. Yeah. It's it's frightening that there is an appeal. I mean, he is a fascinating character except for the fact that people who listen to him think it's real and, you know, do yep. things like essentially torturing the fam, you know, families of bereaved children. Oh you god. Know. Yeah. Uh, like bereaved family like it's it's uh really awful <laughs> i'm stunned his anyway. team can escape that kind of, I, I actually don't understand the inner workings of that kind of a thing because i'm like any any i mean i get it that like whoever the celebrity is whoever the guy is speaking is at the forefront of it he's the one delivering the news and deciding what to go on but like i'm i'm kind of stunned that the teams around these people sometimes don't also take a hit because i'm like uh, you know there's some there's some malevolence yeah. working in the background but they're, there they're they're all very similar. I mean, this is the other thing. They're they're all um, really 
they all exist in that same bizarre spiraling of reality. And, yeah. and like everyone who works for him is the same. And it's hearing them at de depositions is insane because they're like, you know, did you research this? No, I just thought it was interesting. So, you know, put it up. It's like, yeah, but you did all these things that are kind of adding up to a narrative that looks like this. They're not even allowed to say that in the deposition, but it's very clear. And it's just everything is always plausibly deniable. You never... You know, I just found this information. I thought it was compelling and I yeah. just wanted to, I, you know, they're not responsible for it. They, even the article, it, like it, everything is, is weirdly fluid and you're never actually responsible for it. Uh, and yeah. uh, it's, it's amazing. It's really, uh, I don't know right. if it'll heal the country <laughs> necessarily. Cause I think, I think it's a good example though. I think the families who feel some kind of relief out of getting, you know, the billion dollar slap on the fucking everything that Alex yeah. Jones got. But I, I, I wish people kind of use that to just go like, okay, that's, this is why we do need to have uh, people held accountable for January 6th and all this shit. Cause I just think the country needs to see that like, yeah. yes, there are fucking consequences for that kind of shit, which is why I really yeah. hope they do. I don't know if they're going to get Trump. I'm not one of those. I've been lied to too many, not lied to, but promised too many yeah. things like we all have been. And I, but I understand the need for it. I understand why people like follow it. It's, it's a good thing to say, okay, if you lie publicly and destroy people's lives. And I think that's the point that, you know, he will never admit to. It's like, it's Hillary. It's the, it's this, that. Yeah there are these families that had to move. There's one family that I think moved 12 times. They kept getting doxxed, kept getting harassed anywhere they would go. If, you know, parents who were being confronted, like this is real world consequences. Yeah. And, uh, and to act like I was just saying ideas. It's like, yeah. And making a ton of money off of it. Right. And, and it's not just saying it like it's yeah. It, I'm really glad there are consequences and I hope those consequences make it so that uh, nobody has to listen to him ever again. Agreed. <laughs> or, or he's doing it from a room that looks even shittier than yours. <laughs> wow. You got to get, that was a double burden. I like that a lot. <laughs> Nailed Alex Jones with me in the same sentence. Looking, looking at other, you know, avenues here. Yeah, for... I know there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of shit going on in this background. Uh, <laughs> why I, I like blurred. it. You like it? Oh, thanks. I appreciate I it. It's, it's what's, the, what's in what's the penguin? The penguin uh, is a I, I, I like penguins. Uh, thank you, Tom. You son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please, no, could you? I, I want to. Yeah, I let's see. You can zoom view. in. You can zoom in. There we go. So the penguin is just something I saw at a store. I like penguins and I and I just uh, keep like keys and shit in there. Huh? Like I'll just throw stuff in his stomach and I Inside like the penguin's lot. belly. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's a hole. That's yeah, great. and it's just a, like a basket basically. And I I like oh, um, animals with scarves. That's my uh, kink, apparently. Yeah, um, is that a flashlight over there too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, is it? yeah no, probably. No, right? yeah. I couldn't tell. I'm gonna animate one. There's a gnome that could very well be used as. Uh, <laughs> and I got some fob figures and shit. Yeah, I'm a. If you didn't think I was a nerd before, a total. Look at that Conan poster in the background. Nice. Comedy Do you know what record. I love too? I love that uh -oh. you've had so much trouble with the background lately that instead of <laughs> leaving it to the point where you want it to look, no. you're just like, we're going to go back to try to get this background to work. Yeah, again. I'm like Every emailing show. StreamYard. I'm like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> like, He's trying to learn code. Shit. 
Yeah, I am. I would love that. Yeah, I could clean. I mean, you know, there's not, it's just, it's just an awkward background. That's all. It's fine. It's, it's not good. a big deal. It's all good. There's a bag on the floor. Like I'm ready to run. It's nice. I love it. I love Thank it. you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Some Simpsons figures. Uh, so what we're <laughs> going to do is all of our sponsorships are just going to be different items that are placed behind John that people have to pick out. Mm. I think that'll be perfect. Oh, that's a great idea. Spon you know what? I think sponsors in general would be nice. <laughs> we could just do do a jacket with all like helix pins. And oh, that would yeah. be I would I would totally yeah. do that. I wish I could get yeah. some people. You know what I noticed? I was looking at our last time last time you were on at this time. I have like maybe three, four buttons. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's changed about this show is the amount of fucking uh -huh. metal on my jacket. <laughs> it's very like Frog and Toad are friends at this point. It's uh thank it's you. Great. I yeah. fucking love that. Solid <laughs> reference. Awesome. That's great. Um, I want to talk about your new album too. I want to talk about a bunch of shit with you, but I want to talk about your new album because I uh mm. you get you sent me a preview of it beforehand and I've been listening to it while I'm on the road. I I I think this might be my favorite. Thank you. Yeah, I love Thank this you. album so much from like beginning to end because it's very rare. Like I feel like a lot of people pop out singles now, which I get it. It's like the Spotify thing. So you release a couple singles, whatever. I very rarely listen to a full album anymore. And I love this from beginning to end. Thank you. It was it was a fun record. All the songs on this were from, uh, you know, Bob Schneider. Yeah. So he invented the game which is mm -hmm. this songwriting game. Every week he's had a group for 20 years or something. He sends out a title and a bunch of songwriters write a song with that phrase in it. Awesome. And, uh, and Matt, the electrician who's friends with Bob and has done Bob's game quite often. Uh, he started his own game and there's like 22 of us or something in it right now. Ooh. And so every week uh, he sends out a title and all these people write a song with that phrase in it. And so all the songs on this record are from the game. Oh my um, God. So these are all prompt titles. And I kept, it's why, like, why did he call it that line? Like, you know, it's not always the chorus as the title. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but all yeah. the titles are the original prompts. And uh, so they were all written out of the game. And it was kind of cool for me because I, I had been thinking my next album was going to be some kind of Americana, you know, a good strategic, solid, like good, big feeling uh, Americana record. And then my friend uh, John, uh, John Morgan Askew, uh, basically said, come to my studio, let's make a record. And I'm like, I have these songs. Oh, nice. And so we got together and we just, um, I don't know, we, we had like a ton of fun and and went for it in this like how can i say i i've been making these records that are um like preparing to go on the road solo acoustic because i can't afford a band when i go out and right, so nice. i've been making records that fold down very nicely into acoustic and Sweet. i just decided to like have a blast and you know like it's the thing you can do with a laptop now is you can you know we went in for 10 days and uh it was this guy uh jay tanzer on drums dave depper uh, uh who's in death cab now he took chris wallace's place he played guitar and bass and a bunch of keyboard stuff and we did like six days of kind of tracking and basic overdubs i took a few more days to do vocals and then i took it home and added on a whole lot of um added on like a whole lot of you know vocals and that overdubs and other stuff and just played with it i had a great time and so nice. uh and just decided to have fun instead of like 
making it something small and and in the process too i realized that there were a ton of uh there were there were a ton of love songs in it and it's like yep. oh wow. i think i think i fell in love i yeah, think man. i i think i might be happier like there's not there's a few sadder songs on it but it's like wow this record isn't all about grief and despair i think maybe i've gotten a little better <laughs> so. that's definitely one of the things i noticed about it too and i yeah. think the sadder songs kind of blend in well because it's a pick me up he levels you back out a little bit and then it's another pick me up again which is nice uh there is so much here what about the title where, where did you snag that from well, that's from the song, The Sound of Drinking. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that title came in and I'm like, everyone's going to write a song about a bar. Uh, <laughs> and so I, that ended up, I, I wrote it about kind of the, um, the, you know, the silver linings of lockdown. Like I moved in with my fiance. I, I kind of stopped keeping things at arm's length. And nice. it was the longest I'd been home since my 21-year-old daughter was born. Wow. Like I, yeah. I, I had it, I actually got to be home and mm -hmm. see what it was like to work from home. See what it was like to just wake up every day, make coffee for, you know, I just love waking up, making coffee and bringing it back to bed. And, uh, you know, it's the best and, yeah. uh, noticing little things. So, I mean, for me, it was like the sound of drinking water, right? Like you have to be yeah. You know, just like paying attention to little things, watching the seasons change. Uh, and the, the chorus of that song is just, there's so much here I've never seen, you know? Yeah. There, there's so much here. I mean, and that is, you know, the the lessons that I keep having to relearn over and over again. Uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm I, I, it's not everybody, but I think I am just a person who has to have incredibly good mental hygiene and never get sloppy about it or yeah. i think completely yeah. and uh it's and the antidote to that is presence right the antidote to, to that is noticing just the you know the air on your body and little mm -hmm. things of beauty and even noticing things that hurt or are uncomfortable and just letting them be you know yep. just like mm -hmm. it's uh it's it's a, it's a lot of work it is uh, it's hard which apparently i need to put more into <laughs> <laughs> i've really thought like when you said the title i was like it made me think of like buddhist principle and like being in the moment and completely zen and being there like the sound yeah. of drinking to me didn't even go to alcohol it went to like to to be so present that you hear yourself swallow yeah yeah Love. and that's what it is and and you know, even the cover art, this uh, was done by this guy, uh, uh, Taki, he calls himself, and he's he's out of Sao Paulo, and he, he just kind of cold called, you know, cold DM'd me on, on Instagram and was like, <laughs> I do surreal art. I'm in Brazil. Do you want any surreal art? And I was like, hell yeah. And so he did all this amazing art for like, and I loved, he did one version of the cover, and I was like, I don't know if that's feeling it. And then he came back in with with the the piece that's on the screen right now, and I just I just love it. Yeah, um, yeah. One of my favorite Vonnegut quotes is, uh, "I urge you to please notice when you're happy and exclaim or murmur or think at some point if this isn't nice, I don't know what is." And that goes like <laughs> genuinely. It goes so well with that song, dude. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, Hi, sweetie. Um, dog. Yeah. Oh, awesome! I knew I was like dog <laughs> immediately. <laughs> 
Oh, oh she uh, found my burrito parts. Nope. Oh, <laughs> a She's like, I wanted to say hello to you, but also I smell something good. No, I took her. I took her to the park and then, uh, hey, that's my sock. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's her sock. Rilka. What's your name? Oh, what's her name? Rilka. Rilka. Yeah. Oh. oh, there Fans we go. No, oh. <laughs> they are on it. They are mm, so good. I love your I... community. They're, they're so like oh. one person asked, remind me again when the album's being released. Boom, November 4th. November oh, 4th. This is every... her favorite. Oh, oh great... Purple Pig. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is an amazing toy. I have to get um, my cat dog toys because they don't make good cat toys and he loves the dog oh. toys. So he's got all these and it's toys that are slightly a little bigger than him or maybe like the same size. Uh -huh. He's got this one dragon that he tries to drag around all over the fucking house. And I'm just like, I wish they made cool cat toys, but they don't, buddy. You get like yep. that has to look like a lion, like pulling a zebra. It, it really does because like <laughs> i'll find it in the, like he obviously gives up at a certain point because it's too heavy for him so i'll just find it in like uh, random places in the house but he he drags that thing fucking everywhere it's <laughs> our dog i almost i'm almost inclined to go and run and get the the sadness badger we we got this <laughs> we, it's it's this <laughs> that <laughs> she just like sucked all the fluff like within an hour of it coming to the house she just like grab it by it has a crinkly tail and mm -hmm. you realize the things in these they have the squeaker so it sounds uh, it sounds like a rodent screaming right, right. so they yeah. scream and then they have the crinkly tail so it sounds like the shattering bones right which is just like for the dog it's like i love it and <laughs> she got this thing within an hour she just like ah, 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 and, like had found had ripped the squeaker out of it so that the squeaker died immediately and so it's got like its head is just this nub at this point with a hair tie around it to keep any of the fluff in the body it's it's like oh my god it's, fucking awesome it's so destroyed it's i love that favorite toy yeah oh my god we got uh my cat uh, um I never I never got him anything with like feathers on it before you know I don't know but I did I got him this big thing with it I came back into the living room and like I had about like a half an hour and it was just fucking feather like I was like oh my god is this what you would do to a real bird you fucking monster like he just yeah. like ripped it apart came walking in licking his chops and everything and I was just like this is this is like bloodlust <laughs> this is not good cats are, cats are creepy I mean yeah. yeah. My job, you know, as a young boy who, uh, like, uh, apparently has a, a high tolerance for gore, like, I used to get called over when, when dad was out of town for the house next door, I would get called over when, when their cat brought gifts. And I mean, their cat was a surgeon. Wow. It would be like rats or mice, but like perfectly eviscerated, just all the guts laying cleanly outside, not even a trace wow. of blood. Right. Like, creepy yeah creepy yeah. creepy 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 yeah um cats man yeah my friend used to mm -hmm. my friend used to get cats that would bring like she, she had a cat that would bring her stuff all the time no matter what and it was just like oh my god what the fuck did you bring me and it was just but yeah just dead gifts constantly and i she had one cat that stayed in one cat that stayed out and she she kept the cat the indoor cat inside because she didn't want to repeat the mistake so she's like i don't need two things bringing me death every yeah. day i can't handle it and i'm like oh god I don't blame you. Yeah, they're fucking weird. If they were 20 pounds heavier, they would kill us. That's mm -hmm. the thing that I think is hilarious. Because, like, 
he doesn't not bite when he wants like when he wants to be left alone like he'll be really cuddly one minute and then like bite yeah. my fucking hand for no reason and i'm like if you were just a little bigger i'd be dead and that's you, what well, boggles me about mike tyson no loyalty mike tyson yeah, he just hangs out with tigers like he, he'll legit oh, play with them like i swear to god i thought you were you're you're were equating that like yeah like mike tyson will bite you one minute <laughs> <laughs> and then which is true I, I literally like drew those comparisons when you're like mike tyson oh like, my god you know you're not wrong he does seem to nibble yeah i like oh god tyson. <laughs> sorry he's one of those dudes that i don't know what like i just i i don't i see him on everything every now and again and i'm like why and it's mostly my it's mostly comedians that love talking to him and i'm just like guys why what the fuck could he possibly have left to say i don't i know he loves him so much we got offered to have him uh, like Uh on and i was like no I was so disappointed. <laughs> he was like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" I was like, "Yes." There's few people that achieve like even if you only achieve greatness in one sector ever, you're still one don't of the greatest. I ever. just think he's a. I don't know. I know. I think he's a pile of shit. I know. I'm, people are going to disagree with me about it. Me, but I, you were different. I think everybody has redeeming qualities, and I want to know everyone's story. Everybody stories. has redeeming qualities. <laughs> he is bizarre. <laughs> And hearing him like talking about like five meo DMT and stuff is, yeah. is yes bizarre. And then the next week he goes and he hits somebody in the head on a plane. Thank you. you. Know? Exactly. So, and then I'm <clears throat> flipping through Cartoon Network and I'm like, he's got a cartoon show. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Yeah. He yeah, likes pigeons. He does. Yeah, the pigeons. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh no, I was gonna say who doesn't like pigeons? And there's lots uh, of people who don't like pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my friend had my friend works at a library. Uh, speaking of pitch, this will tie in together in a second. I'm not just crazy. Uh, I am a little, but it's fine. Uh, so she, um, she, a red tail hawk flew into the library, and she couldn't get animal control down there. And this is like this is one of those things that women have to deal with all the time because they kept questioning her and like, "Are you sure it's a hawk and not a pigeon?" She's like, "I know what a fucking pigeon looks like." <laughs> She's like, "It's a goddamn hawk," and she had to get a picture of it and like send it to somebody to like get oh them God. to believe her. They're like, "Sweetie, are you sure it's not a pigeon?" She's like. <laughs> is happening right now uh yeah and now it's all over the news which is actually kind of hilarious that the hawk uh, flew in the hawk won't they can't get it to go away there are like seven wow. grown men in an atrium in our local library uh trying to get this hawk down from the ceiling of um, animal oh, control wow. the cops uh and and somebody else and i was like and she she's, it's funny because she's just sending me photos because i used to work there like 15 years ago and she's like picturing this library like full of falconers with their gloves up like (laughs) hopefully you know lifting their arms to the sky (laughs) it's so funny she actually she's like high up but she also doesn't have an office and i was like if you want them to give you an actual office you fucking train that thing (laughs) like you you make it your friend and you keep Mm. it there on your arm and then they'll give you an office I think that's my only advice that I, I've given anybody that would probably be of any use. <laughs> get a falcon. <laughs> it's going to be my go-to advice for everybody yeah. now. They're just sad. I'm like, get a falcon. Charlie, it'll change your world. Um, I'd be I'm impressed I'm, if somebody oh, was walking around with a falcon. Yeah, why wouldn't you be? With a little hood oh, on it. Impressive. Yeah, I, right? I want really one of those. Impressive. Yeah. yeah. I want one mo- of those cats um, 
What do what are the what do we do? Were you gonna say somebody you know has a falcon? Sorry, I'm gonna well, delay. Well, not not anymore. Uh, oh. A, oh, good friend of mine, Sean McHugh. He shot a bunch of videos for Toad and was in oh. a great band called Summer Camp in the '90s. He's an awesome oh. musician, great guy. In any event, uh, his dad was a falconer, and uh, when his dad passed away, he um, had like a, a Cooper's Hawk, uh, and it wouldn't come to anybody. And like one of the most beautiful things, Sean had this experience of like, cause he'd, you know, grown up doing this with his dad and his dad kept them all at his place. And he walked in and put on the glove and the, the, the Cooper's Hawk came immediately to him. Wow. And he was able to tie and hood and they were able to inspect it. And like, and it was like his, his dad coming to him from another world saying it was oh like, but yeah. And they, they'd been trying like, for I guess a couple of days and wouldn't, wouldn't take the glove for anybody but him. Uh, wow, awesome. So yeah, it's amazing though, to, to, to watch, to see even the little hoods. They're so cool. Oh, I yes. know. I've, yeah. Those hoods are awesome. Yeah. Um, I want one of those. I think they're the biggest cat you can own legally. And now I'm blanking on their name. They look like um, a lynx almost. Yeah. They're, they're, they almost look like a, like a, a little bit of a smaller version of a cheetah, but mm -hmm. still the size It'd be, Glenn, I think they're about our size. Like if they stand okay. up, like so they're they're big hats, but you can you can legally like own one. And I just I you, and they were very good to train with leashes and stuff. And I kind of just want to walk down the street with something that looks like a cheetah or like uh, a leopard. But they're like six seven grand, I think. Oh, in order I think to get nailed it, serval. That's it. Yeah, serval. this craft is great. Yeah, serval. yeah. No, not a bot. No. <laughs> is that because not I said it was my bot. size? <laughs> Damn you. Um, yeah. No, I want one of those cats. That'd be amazing. I would I'd take a bobcat too. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'll start your GoFundMe for your serval. Thank you. My birthday's coming up. I'd appreciate it. Somebody get me one of those cats. That'd be fucking amazing. Um, nobody gives you shit. Uh, I want to ask you about, because I got to see you during the last Summer on Earth tour. And I have yes. so many nerdy questions about uh, your because it was you, the Gin Blossoms, and Bare Naked Ladies. Uh -huh. Do you guys have like like especially you and the Gin Blossoms? Do you have like '90s band story? Like like you guys have known each other forever, right? Am I wrong? Like it's yeah, we have. I mean, uh, you know, and I haven't kept in the deepest touch with all of them. So okay. we had this odd shared experience way back when. I've probably seen Jesse, their guitarist, more than anybody. Uh, okay. Always got along really well with Scott. You mm, know, I, great. great to see them again mm -hmm. uh, and get to hear them play. Um, I think everybody's, there's a bit of just like, huh, this is, this is life. I guess we did this <laughs> weird thing. And yeah, uh, most of it's that. Okay. Uh, and I mean, uh, you know, good to see you again. I, it's probably, I mean, similar in your world, right? Where there's people you meet and then you will live with them for a month. Yeah. And see them every day. No way more than you would ever tell or should tell anybody. You know, it's like, yeah. You get super, super crazy intimate, and then you might not see them for five years. Right. Right. Yeah. And so there's that picking up, and you know, it, it's intimacy without a whole lot of intense or like, uh, what was it? There's, yeah. There's an intense intensity and intimacy. So maybe it's 
Well, it is high intensity and it is yeah. high intimacy, but that, like, but it's not that data. Not high interaction. Yeah. Interaction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think my, my headphones gave up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was going to say, I think I could hear Tom twice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, let me plug in a headphone. I was wondering if that was the same community, like the same kind of community as like, cause it's, I always think like, you know, I've had these comics on. Oh, beautiful. Nice. Love it. <laughs> so pro. Uh, I've had these comics on from like, you know, who all came up like generation and generation with, with like different different classes or whatever. And some of them keep in touch. Some of them don't. Some of them are like really tight with the people they came up with. I just don't know if it's I just didn't know if it was the same in like the music community, because it's like when I think of like, you know, all of you guys, I was thinking like the Counting Crows, like the, I know Hole huh. and stuff like that. And I'll see like because, you know, everything's like 90s nostalgia now or like 80s nostalgia. So like there's all these yeah. like uh, YouTube videos or accounts where people are just you know even like uh old um god i think there's one one music account or whatever that just posts all your all your stuff their stuff and you guys are all the same concerts or festivals or whatever and i was like it's a weird period of time it's that shared bond that you guys all kind of have because you got you know really big around. yeah it's a, it's it's shared from that and it, it's strange i think as well because we have this you know we are mostly a, a hard ticket band. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, so we're not we're not in this upper echelon. We mostly take you know smaller, younger artists out as opening acts. But we're hard hard ticket versus soft ticket for those in the audience. Uh, soft <laughs> ticket is a festival, like a thing where people are buying a series or a festival ticket, and mm -hmm. yeah. a hard ticket is they're buying a ticket to see you play at a club. Right. And we always stayed in hard ticket land. Uh, and we do the occasional festival, but like that's when you get to meet everybody again and get to hang out and get these things. So I have much more of a community of like singer songwriters because I've done much more in terms of, you know, singer songwriter touring songwriter festivals, like right. been yeah. doing that a lot for the last 20 years. And mm -hmm. Toad often just plays, you know, like we went out with Big Head Todd. The, right. There's this yeah. small group of bands that are kind of from the era that are right for us, right? We go out with Big Head Todd. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes Counting Crows will let us open for them. Oh, nice. Uh, That's awesome. And now Bare Naked Lady. That's about it. And oh, the rest right. is our own shows. So, <laughs> uh, it's got, it, do, you, do you like, is it fun? Is it a lot more fun going out with a bunch of guys? Or, or do you like going oh, by God. yourself in your band? Uh, I really liked going out on this tour it was a ton of fun because we uh we just got to um yes it was great like number one i i, I our work day was insanely easy like we were first band to play so last band to load in sorry i'm trying to find a pair of headphones okay. that was smaller <laughs> no. uh, but we were the last band in uh and so and the first band to play so we'd get in nope We'd get in last, we'd set up, we'd, you know, it was just so easy. And, you know, a hour after we sound check, we got to play our show. We're done early. Um, so it was, it was really nice and nice and simple. And then we got to watch them play. Everybody was great. Bare Naked Ladies oh, yeah. have a really good, uh, just a great culture mm -hmm. on the road. Great crew. The crew's mostly been with them for 30 years. They're like... They're nice. a real family. They treat each other really well. Uh, and so, yeah, it was it was amazing. I, I'd go out on the road anytime with them. 
Yeah, it um, seemed like you guys were having a lot a lot of fun. I've seen Bare Naked Ladies one time before, and they were opening for Hootie at Madison Square Garden. Huh? So the entire time they were just cracking jokes, like you know. Oh yeah. And then, um, and then this time it just seemed like you guys were all just having a fucking blast doing it. And then I loved at the end, you know, uh, when you guys came out and kind of sang together and stuff. That was really cool. Yeah, we we had a great time, and and you know, I do it again in a heartbeat, and um. I hope we get to do more opening gigs because that was, um, you know, at that level, because mm. it's also for us, we love our audience, but, you know, we're not like, I, you know, this happens with everybody. I forget who I was talking to. I was talking to uh, Dave, who's in Death Cab, and it's like there's this, you know. Like, even with them, it's like this happens to me all the time where it's like I'll meet somebody and they go, oh, you're in Toad. Oh, what a great band. I loved you guys. Do you ever play anymore? Like, uh, every year we have an album out right now. Uh, just came out. Nobody played it on the radio at all. Uh, and, you know, no, there, there's been no press and you you haven't heard of it. But yes, oh. we, we, we work really hard all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was saying Death Cab, same. Like, wow. like you, you meet that person. There's just so much honestly great music out right now right and yeah. you know but he'll run into people it's like oh death cab i loved you guys are you gonna make <laughs> another record it's like <laughs> jesus christ yeah oh man so it's for us getting to do that tour is like at this point it's a weird career because it's almost not about making new fans. It's about like not letting the airs, the air go out of the tires. Right. And, and yeah. of finding those very people who are like, you guys were great mm -hmm. and letting them know, like still making high quality music. And, and <laughs> we're not dead yet. And right. uh, it's, <laughs> you know, and I, I think getting to do that tour, it was just great. Like when we got to go out after that, like it really was wonderful to see a reinvigoration of an audience and yeah. like, thank God it was great. Uh, it was, it made, I'm really incredibly grateful for it. That New York show was fucking packed. Like that was awesome. Like it was a real great vibe, great community. And again, it's a testament to your community and your fans and everybody else like that was I think that was like a genuinely great lineup because I don't think there are many, uh, you know, uh, you, you go to some concerts. There's people who are kind of like, you know, they don't know the songs they are kind of disinterested or whatever. The hell it is. Everybody there knew every every band, every song. People were singing along no matter what. Uh, everyone was super nice to each other. Um, you know, and we're all in New York and it's, what was it yeah. like 90 that day? like 98, nobody gave a shit. Like it was, and you saw me, I was in jeans, like an idiot. Uh, but it was, it was, it was, real, yeah. it was I remember you saw, you're like, jeans is probably a poor choice. And I gotta <laughs> say, if you grew up in the nineties, like, you know, just, just with, uh, you know, gin blossoms, like. I, I met, you know, it's, it, you, you know, you meet people who are into different bands, you know, to varying degrees. But I had a few people who were like, I like, I didn't even think I knew the Jim Blossoms. I knew every song they played. I knew yeah, every I word, like, oh my God, they had so many hits. Um, so it yeah. was a lot of fun. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool to see all the legacy bands going back out too. I think something that happened after COVID where people were like, even if they weren't touring initially, when people got locked down or locked inside or there was like a need for music or whatever, people were like, fuck it, I'm going out. Like we're going back out on the road or, uh, or whatever it is. And that's, I think that's just awesome. Cause I think it's, it's like one of those things that people really want to see. Everybody seems to be super fucking psyched and hyped and 
ready to go out. Do you are you do you enjoy going to see music still? Do you like going to find like new bands and stuff? Are you one of those guys? Um yeah, sometimes not really. I mean, it's hard to know. I haven't I've been so careful like in the last you know, 3 years. I've I've haven't seen much. Uh mm. you know, I yeah. really want to see Death Cab play here last week, but I had COVID. Oh. And so often if there's a show I want to see, it's like I'm just about to go on the road and like I don't want to sit in the like I I've been ultra cautious. Yeah. Um, and so I'm actually really looking forward to, um, I mean, the tour coming up because I'll have my, like, hopefully my really good immunity. Hey, buddy. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to be licking doorknobs and, you know, people. And... Yeah. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a good... I'm, I plan on a lot of, like, buffet eating. <laughs> <laughs> you're like ripping off the glass you're like guys breathe on it do it i can take all it. golden corral man gravy 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 <laughs> lukewarm this show gravy. brought to you by golden corral and do the you have a pin booster. i oh i you know what that'd be, that'd be a sick pin i'm not gonna lie to you i love that pin um i need a, i need a uh um a toad pin if you've got oh one. If there's one that exists, because I bare, oddly enough, bare naked ladies had pins at the at the thing. You guys did not, but I did get a toad shirt, which is nice. nice. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, no, no pins as far as I can tell. Way um, to suggest merch. Good job, John. I know. Job. I'm like, get, yes. get some. <laughs> I'm always happy to add another pin to this fucking jacket. I'm obsessed. Obviously, huh. uh, it's it's a problem. Probably, <laughs> my friends are like, stop. It's enough. I'm like, well, but I enjoy them. How, you know what? I have a question. How much merch? Because you said you didn't love doing the merch end of it. How much merch popped up like bootleg? Because I was talking to a friend that they would make all these things of question. him. And it, they were bootlegging like crazy. And I showed him one. And he was like, what? He's like, I've never gotten paid for this. They told me about it when it was coming. But they huh. never, like he never saw the other end of it. Uh, have you seen any of that pop? I mean, with Toad or Solo? Like either or yeah well toad it. toad there's definitely uh people who do uh you know uh t-shirts what do you call it knockoff black market uh, non non bootleg. whatever bootleg yeah. so there's definitely bootleg stuff with that for my solo stuff not I don't know if anybody would bother frankly I don't think there's much of a demand <laughs> now i'm gonna start making it um okay yeah that's gonna we'll get some buzz going i'll do that and you'll be like who is this idiot and then i'll just you know, i'd even i'd have to find a lawyer to come and sue you yeah that's gonna be yeah. fun uh when are you it's find okay out i don't i, no I don't money? think i have a lawyer right now oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't either I don't. <laughs> I don't have any money for you to take so there you yeah. go <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun and then uh, you put on those is... different hats God. i was gonna say glenn's gonna stop making dystopia buttons and crush your world. I wish I'm somebody. Now, I'm now would. thinking of like, I I, I don't know why uh, Doug Stanhope talking about his three lawyers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's got like his <laughs> no, but he's got his like. He was describing it as he has you know his you know regular like real estate and things you, real estate last will and testament lawyer, his entertainment <laughs> lawyer, and then his Saul Goodman. Do you think we'll get arrested for this lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love Doug. He's supposed to come on. You should come on with him. It'd be fun. Oh my God. 
Yeah. Oh, Doug. Yeah. I, I have, I, I, I will occasionally play like, uh, it's one of those intimate, I was touring with Chris Barron uh, from Spin Doctors and mm -hmm. he, he hasn't gone out all that. He's done a lot more since it was one of his first kind of solo acoustic tours. And right. it was just, it was almost this litmus test. It's like we were in upstate New York. It was this long drive or I think we were heading towards Maine and going to be in the car for a while. And we've been playing some music. And I'm not sure why I was in this mood. It's like, okay, first we're going to play Diamanda Gallas. Like, <laughs> see how that goes over. So we had some Diamanda Gallas playing for a while. <laughs> like, just just like, and he loved it. He was like, yeah. more, she's amazing. Wow, this, this is crazy. Nice. And then it was like, okay, Doug Stanhope. <laughs> just, just like. <laughs> and. I forget it. It was like, I, I think it was Beer Hall pushed. pushed. Uh, I don't even know how to say it. Right. Uh, like, he's just so, so dark. Yeah. So dark. Yeah. And I, and it's so like, God, I mean, I feel like he's just, he's not cancelable because oh, he's, no. he's so there's nothing there to can't like he's already self-canceled it's oh, like yeah yeah everything, yeah. He, everything he, he's written about in his book that's like his you know i mean he you know he, that the whole story about him helping his mom commit suicide like you know yeah and yeah like he's nobody nobody can touch him he i did a, yeah. I did a podcast with him i was on somebody else's podcast we were on together and uh he left he came on we had a blast we're all dicking around he leaves we're like okay cool and then uh, he comes back on because he knows his wife is watching the still watching the podcast from uh -huh. another like part of the section of the house. And he comes back on I'm like, yeah. ah, and he's in bed and he's like, <laughs> and, he, and he's like, ah, he's like, oh, cool. We decided to come back on with us. And he's like, go to bed. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, God, he's like, when you have to come back on a fucking podcast to tell your wife to go to bed. Jesus Christ. And then he just, <laughs> he just I love that dude. I was like, oh my God. That is fucking he's, hilarious. He's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's a he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, are you so you're going back out on tour? Are you do you like November third? November third in Nevada. Yeah. That is fucking sick, nice. dude. Yeah. So yeah, so you're going back on tour in Nevada by yourself. Uh are you do you have like places that you go ritualistically when you're on the road? Like do, like there's yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places I hit. Hot Monk Tavern in Nevada, which is just north. Uh, it's like around Marin, mm. um, and uh, north of San Francisco. Uh, I hit that the Triple Door in Seattle. Um, playing a new place in Portland. Um, I mean, it's a it's a lot of places I've hit before. The Ark sure. in uh, in Ann Arbor. It's, there's a whole like kind of singer songwriter listening room circuit circuit That's and awesome. uh end up i'm doing in january i'm out too i'll be in new york in january uh on the 22nd and it's almost entirely i'm doing like a week and a half solid of city wineries <laughs> oh, <that's awesome. laughs> oh wow we so, gotta come great yeah. yeah so um yeah it's it's been it's a lot of fun i love the singer songwriter circuit i mean the clubs are great and they're designed they're designed for people to listen and yeah. people who yeah. aren't used to seeing shows in that environment are kind of like, whoa, it's, you know, they're they're it, So, and I'm going to be out with my friend Garrison Starr 
and oh, she's nice. just a great singer songwriter and so we got to spend a few weeks together and yeah that's awesome. awesome when you guys are on the road together do you do you ever think do you like consider collabing on stuff like are you writing stuff or are you just focused on the songs that you already wrote probably not writing mm. maybe sometimes i rarely write on the road mm -hmm. um but uh i would love it if we wrote some stuff together i love her stuff and i don't yeah. know if we've ever written together Ooh. um so but she's she's great i like i have to say one of my, my favorites she used to come to thanksgiving at our house you know way back when my girls were small and she does this like kind of melodic acoustic singer songwriter version of gin and juice oh yeah nice i just remember i think my youngest was too small to even get what was going on but the older were like these are all the bad words <laughs> and i just remember we was sitting around with the family and the adult everybody my generation is cracking up and and my girls have this look of like she's the most amazing human being on earth and meanwhile my mom is sitting across the room with a look of just utter horror like she has no context it's no context for this at all she has never heard anything as she has never heard anything like this in her life and she is appalled and frightened except that everybody else in the room is like laughing their ass off and uh it it was a great uh, a great memory oh my god that. that's incredible um, yeah, I would love it. I, I'm going to come out and see you guys for sure. Tom and I will go finally out to see Tom's Loud yeah. Out, right? Yeah. yeah I'm down. Tom's Loud Out. We'll come. come on out. Tom's Loud Out. Thanks. I'll put you on the list. I'll save, I'll save my Brussels sprouts for Tom, you. I love Brussels <laughs> sprouts. They make great Brussels sprouts at City Winery. <laughs> they do. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. my God. What's the new Brussels sprouts going to be? Like, it's been uh, played out. It's been a decade now. It's a mm -hmm. good question. Yeah, you're. that's a good point. It's like when they put cranberry and everything forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Or like they mix shit. Craisins. Oh, Craz yeah. Craisins, God, cran man. apple, cran mango. I drink that <laughs> shit though. I really do. And I convince myself it's good for you. And it's not. It's, uh, I'm like, I'm having juice. And I'm like, it's really killing me. It's very UTI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be being just fine. Uh, God, that's a new Brussels sprout. What about, I mean, kale could probably replace it, right? Kale chips, maybe. Kale chips, not, but like kale, kale, right? Like I, we used to make kale at home. Like you make them with like sea salt, and you make it really crispy, so it's you almost like kale, a right? You know what it is? Is the the new Brussels sprouts is the compound cauliflower? Oh, oh good right? call. That's yeah. the new like thing that's the vegetable, but you make it really unhealthy and yeah. delicious. Yeah yeah oh my god that's a really good point yeah it's like cauliflower pizza was like huge for the longest time and i'd be like it's still pizza guys yeah <laughs> what about like, no matter... rice cauliflower i feel like that it's a, such a trick i never see it coming because you don't even <laughs> know it's cauliflower. i don't think i've ever had it really oh it yeah. works it's great oh it's nice right. nice base for your for your veggie bowl yeah oh my god oh this had a good run too what quinoa did, did. quinoa, quinoa? quinoa quinoa don't eat quinoa on the road let me tell you that story no oh, it's not a story no it um i was i thought i was being really healthy i got a quinoa bowl uh you know from like a wawa or whatever probably also not the best choice to get quinoa <laughs> this may All be right. more about wawa than quinoa oh yeah you know what I'm, as i'm as i'm telling this One story I'm like, none of this is adding up everybody's they're like uh oh yeah but i did i got a key i was like oh i don't want to get a sandwich i want to eat kind of healthy and i grabbed one of those and then I just took off. I kept driving. And uh, I was like, you know, a little gurgly going on. I was like, oh, no. 
uh, that's not good times. And then, you know, I had to pull over like four or five times on the, <laughs> on the way to the gig. Have you ever had it on stage? Yes. Um, huh? And I have uh, only Did once. Did we talk about this last time? I don't <laughs> think so. No, okay. I don't think I've ever so. told anybody. But yeah, I had it on stage and I had to uh literally get the m i was like is the I, I literally was on stage and i was like hey is the mc here and i think he thought i was gonna like do that like comedian roasting shit and i was like can you come up here just come over like two seconds and then i yeah. literally had to like peace and then like i was like just stay like two minutes brb and i like, came right back and i played it off i told the audience what was going on not that they couldn't figure it out um but uh I, yeah i don't like it john i think you should have gone just like a, a runner at a marathon <laughs> like just <laughs> Power, power through this set right on stage <laughs> you know i probably what? should have would have yeah. went viral yeah it, it, actually listen if they could get I, anything if that'll get me on Kimmel, it's gonna be like castor oil before it'll <laughs> be a big scandal when people find out he doped himself you set it up <laughs> like what's poveromo's drug of choice and it's like oh just laxatives <laughs> yeah that was it what about you oh yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had to leave. No, it was long drive and I ate a whole giant bag of like spicy Uts potato chips. Ooh. The Uts. Uts, oh, Uts. Uts is good. Yeah, Uts. yeah Uts. I know. They were delicious. Uh, I ate an entire bag because it was a long drive. Uh, and I played a show in Philadelphia and I, I, I felt it was, it was not, it was not good. Uh, <laughs> I broke a string. I could feel like something's not right and broke a string, ran off stage, cleaned myself up, came back on stage. And for some reason, I got three encores that night. <laughs> like, I never get three encores. I never get three encores. Like, it, and I kept going up and like every time I'd run back in the bathroom and they keep and, like clean myself up. Like, and uh, it was, it was really horrific and you know people it's that's the thing people come up after the show it's like man you were really feeling it tonight it's like mm -hmm. i was feeling something <laughs> <laughs> you were in it man you were this is like your best we should have taped this <laughs> it's, it's not what you thought it was yeah um i think it happens to everybody at some point totally i mean you spend enough enough i nights fucking on stage. wrecked a bathroom at a comedy club and i never bothered to rebook first of all i also assumed it was just there yeah i i was so bad. you were that guy i was and i felt like i i did my set i got off stage uh i ran to the bathroom and when i got in there it was like i didn't feel that bad because it was one of those bathrooms that they obviously had not kept up or had no intention of doing it either you so were like, the worst thing that had ever happened to it bingo yeah, yeah exactly it was one of those situations where like i had to like one leg hold the door shut also while trying to like uh, and I, I, yeah, I know I destroyed that fucking bathroom and I never, yeah. never went back. I people was like, in the, for the best. Yeah. People in the chat really want us to change the subject. <laughs> I, you know what? I honestly, but yeah, we should probably, we'll cut this out of the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go mammals. To, yeah. Yeah. Mammals are filthy. It's all right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. This is, yeah. uh, this is good to get it out there. That way, you know what? It's an everybody poop segment is what I'll make it. I like there that. We should start doing that segment with everybody we have on. Everybody we'll brand this everybody section poops. of it for kids. Yeah. Okay. You're going to have fetal position news. <laughs> and then you're going to have. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. We should do it. Thank you. Let's do now, it. Now, 
Yeah. Will you be actually in the fetal position? No, will yeah. The news we have being to. read to you, or are you going to be in the fetal position but have your phone where you can kind of. No, no, we're going to be in the fetal position as you like, read legitimately, it. and then we're going to tell people what the headlines are today. And as they get worse, we're just going to like, we're going to really shake Like, and then we'll just trade on and off. That way you'll shake a little harder. You know what I mean? Perfect. Yeah, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Perfect. I'm, I'm psyched. I'm, I'm excited because I'll tell you the thing that I don't want to alarm you, but long COVID mm. is what I'm dealing with at the uh, uh. Bouts of that, and That's it what is. I'm scared of. Why would you do that to that poor man? Like, I, I like well, because I want him to really enjoy the 90 days of freedom he has coming up. Like that's gonna be fucking stellar yeah. for you. Uh, but long COVID is um is the thing that I'm like, oh, am I am I gone? Like I'm just done. Like that's how uh, I feel. What are, like, what is is it fatigue primarily? What's... Extreme. It's fucking fatigue, and also like um, random it... intense headaches. It can uh, manifest in a lot of uh, different, a lot of things. I know when I have a headache, I know what a regular headache feels like, right? Yeah. And I, and I, you know, usually pop some Excedrin and, and boom, it's kind of gone. Excedrin's my drug of choice if anybody wants to sponsor us. Uh, but um, I'll do that now and I'll know it's like, okay, this is part of the long COVID thing because it's like right in the fucking back of my head Whoa. and I can't shake it. And then the fatigue comes where I usually, I'm always kind of idling on like a trillion and then I'll get tired at like six and I'm like, huh. oh, this is not good. And then one will not like I'll have this like intense urge to just fucking sit down and I'll pass out like while I'm trying to work. If I sit down, I'm like out like a light and I'm not like that. I'm just not me. Wow. I'm not that person. I like to run. I like to bike. Uh, but it happens and I'm out cold and I can't. I got to say, and, and apparently if you don't get a lot of rest while you have COVID, that's your best chance of getting long COVID. Shit. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, and so every I've had a number of nurses say just rest, rest, rest. That's like the most important thing you can do to prevent long COVID. And so, uh, of course, two nights ago, I think I ate a potato chip and mm. like uh, nicked the front of my uh, gums. And I, I think that's probably what happened. And so, you know, what I do with my nights is I wake up at four in the morning, like the depression didn't help. Yeah. And then yeah. two nights ago, I woke up at four in the morning. I'm like, it's mouth cancer. It's, gotta <laughs> be. it's mouth cancer. And I went into a hole like they're going to have to remove my jaw. I'm never going to sing it like and and I'll I won't survive that. Like I that's where I went. Like, that's yeah. he goes, yeah. and I'm sitting there and once again going, OK, I need to listen to a Dharma talk. I'm at it like I'm trying to like do my like resetting. But like and I just like couldn't calm my mind yeah uh tried this afternoon too and and lay down and i just like i swear i am trying to do my self-care and it's like hard yep uh, <laughs> but uh in any event uh so we shouldn't talk about uh, jaws being removed or <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go? I feel like here? we're getting all the bad topics out, though. You Are know we? what I mean? It's like, okay. yeah, yeah, you're getting the jaw. So now we're done with jaw removal. We've covered that base. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Uh, um, you know, you yeah. know what I had? Great new COVID? album. Happy songs. This, this yes. Album. Here, you'll love it. You'll I love loved it. it. It's a great. It's a good pick me up. On the road. It's all about yes. On the road. Yeah, on exactly. Road. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. What were we gonna say, Tom? You've been doing. Oh no, time. I was gonna say. Not be sad. No, it's not sad. Post. Well, I, I thought mine was funny. Post COVID, you know this, John. I uh, oh yeah, I took an edible 
and mm-hmm. my anxiety kicked my ass. Oh, so in really? my head, everything that I knew that could happen because of COVID resonated with what's happening in the moment. I, as a grown man, right? I am a grown yeah. man. I made my wife drive me to the emergency room and I went in and I'm like, listen, I'm having a lot of chest pains, I'm nervous of clots and heart attack, this and that. I was like, but I just ate an edible. I think it might have, it might just be rocking me. That might just be what it is. And the girl was like, your EKG is okay. I'm pretty sure you're just <laughs> reacting poorly. You probably got too much of a dose. I was like, that'll right. be $8,000. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> All of a sudden it shoots back up again. <laughs> yeah, so I started calming down. Now I'm sitting in this ER and I hear people coughing. I'm like, oh no, I'm going to get it again for being in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I just get went right back into it. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta go. Walk oh, right back man. outside. I'm like, we gotta go. Oh man. Oh, I can man. tell you something I did that was uh ridiculous. I crashed a wedding um a weekend ago. Have you ever done that? No. No, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you. My I, I went through waves of we're gonna get arrested to I am fucking unstoppable. Uh <laughs> Real, real quick. It was, it was kind of nutty. It was me and one of my, one of my best friends. She and I date like years ago, but she's kind of, we're, we're kind of equal in like, we are really good at like getting into places for free. We shouldn't, um, you know, or just like, you know, blending in with a crowd or whatever it is. So we were like, she got wind of a wedding that was going on because one of her friends was assistant DJing and I like kind of know the guy. So I'm like, okay. And she's like, we should go. And I just helped her move all fucking day. And I was like, oh, I don't have a suit. It's because I just came back from a, a one, one wedding or whatever. And I was like, I don't have a suit, like whatever. And her brother just chimes in out of the blue, like eating a bag of chips in the back. I was like, I got a suit. And I was like, fuck. So then, uh, <laughs> so it fits. I put it on. Actually, the jacket was like way too big, but I thought it was hilarious. And I was like, oh, if I get in with it, like that's that's going to be hilarious. So we missed the cocktail hour, which actually wound up being beneficial. Cause I feel like that it was a, wasn't as big of a wedding as I'd like it to be. Yeah. It would um, have been a better time to be outed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so when it was, so we missed the cocktail hour, but it was in Asbury park, really fancy fucking hotel, nice balcony. Um, we get in and we sign the, the board, and everybody's kind of mingling or whatever. And I noticed all the dudes had their ties loose. I was like, this is fucking great. I don't have to wear the jacket. Take the jacket off. Do the thing. Hit the dance floor. Golden. Dancing the whole night. I'm like, I'm going to the bar. I'm getting a drink. And she was like, you're out of your mind. I'm like, no, I'm, we're going to get a drink. I got some drinks. We got fed um, these ice cream platters that were walking around. Root beer floats. And then I just started taking selfies with some of the people that were there. And um, yeah, that was it. And I and I tried to get her to take a picture with the bride, uh, and she wouldn't. But I think I could have pulled it up. I think I, I think we could have pulled it up. And now I think I'm addicted, and I kind of want to do it again. I think what you needed to do was take that selfie and be like, "What's your Instagram? I'm going to tag you, and then tag them when you have your your little blue check mark and all your followers." <laughs> like, why was this guy your wedding? Because sooner or later they're going to be like, "Hey, how are you friends with John Bolveromo? <laughs> and I think that would be hysterical. Just get in on their hashtag. <laughs> like, we Perfect. just want to say we love. Yeah. Yeah. I was excited that I kind of want to do it again. Can you get arrested for that? No. No? No. no. Just okay, that's you. good. Yeah. They'll just they'll just hate me for yeah. being in their random background. Of their... You can't possibly know every cousin at a wedding, though. You've been married. Do you know every? You're married, too. Yeah. Do you know any? You don't know everybody that's at your wedding, do you? Me? Any, any, yeah. When you're yeah. when you're married, do you know? No, I I, 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 I say hello to everybody. 
Yeah. Yeah. Really? I, I figured there's got to be like a cousin of a distant relative of a friend or a, or a, a date or something like that. That goes. I mean, there may be people you would know, you know, your partner's people that you wouldn't know. Yeah, one or two. Uh, I like how that Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at complaining about how I do uh, how I do songs on my live casts right now. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. Apparently, I tell people that I get my uh, requests for the live casts from my Facebook page. I don't look anywhere else for them just because I don't have the time to. So I look oh. at the comments on the face page and I that and if i see stuff coming by in the comments that it looks like i can play i play it i don't try to cut anybody out or give everybody special treatment so oh well can i <laughs> first of all one i respect some people can't be pleased that. yeah yeah <laughs> i love that dude can i tell you how much i like when we were um uh when we were at the concert in new york and you actually came out uh by the by the first of all ballsy as fuck by the way by the uh merch table and like people were like kind of trying to like we were talking or whatever and people were kind of trying to like mooch and you said I like a few people whatever but you like did this amazing like locked eyes had no time for excess shit where I was like I must learn from him like you I'm, did it in such a polite like just perfect like it, it was crazy you didn't let anybody kind of like distract you or, or you know kind of get to you and I was like my god that is zen <laughs> yeah I I I kind of uh I don't know if it's Zen. It's like, I mean, part of it is having been in those spaces enough and it, it's hard to like to talk to a friend in that, like people are going to think you're an asshole no matter what you do. Like, sure. We mm -hmm. used to hang out. I used to hang out for two hours after the shows. Most nights with Toad, wow. we would talk to the last person. That was like our thing back in mm -hmm. the nineties and up into the two thousands we were the band that would hang out every night and talk to people. And I would often end up like ruining my voice doing that. Like, right. Gotcha. And after my divorce, I started having panic attacks when I would do that. And uh, I, it would be the group of people and I would be talking and I would just like, I'd start shaking and get like, I couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's odd. Like, it, 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 so trying to figure out like, what are the personal boundaries or the boundaries that are like good for self-care? And um, it's an odd system. Not fair. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> I'm just clear about what it is. You can go on Facebook and you can request or you can do it. If you do it 30 seconds, sorry, I'm just looking at this thing. If you request yeah, yeah. a song, here's, here's a strategy, Glory Tone, for getting your request in. If you request a song and you put it in about 20 seconds before I finish a song, then it'll show up in the chat when I finish the song. Like, uh, meaning you do it early because there's a delay between when I'm doing it and when I can look. I don't look yeah. at... People request songs while I'm playing. I don't have a monitor. I don't have a moderator or anybody. So there's mm -hmm. nobody to look at the requests there. And um, then, you know, if I, if I... So... I mean, these are my these are my pro tips. Uh, if it's in the comments while I'm singing, I probably won't see it. And if it's in the comments right after I'm singing and it's a song that I have in my back pocket and can easily play, uh, then I will sometimes play it if I don't already have an idea of the next song I'm playing. So that's that's my pro tip or put it in the comments on Facebook because on my page, not on Toad's page. Um, 
Jane is. Good. I good. I because I, I can't spend all day looking yeah. at different stuff. So yeah, that's um, more than generous. If you ask me, whoever's in the, I don't get. That. I'm not I guess. Looking, yeah, but I that is more sorry. I I try not to ignore and and you can you can request like I I don't know. I am. Trust me, I try to be inclusive. Uh, and uh, maybe you are asking for a song I don't know how to play. And yeah. then anyway. Uh, it's possible. It's all just John Denver hits. You're like, I really don't. It, it is. <laughs> but anyway, the, the, Joel. the talking to people after the show, but the attention thing, it's like really hard because like that, that idea of having a friend, having a conversation and you're in a public place where there's an expectation that you're available. Yeah. And, and. I've I've gone the other way and tried to be so accommodating of everybody that I've had friends and family give up talking to me and walk away. And so right. it's also like I feel like, you know, the the people I care for and actually know personally I owe the most to and I'm going to give them my full and undivided attention. And if somebody is standing there lurking, I mean, if somebody says, hey, can I get a picture? Right, I may right. say in a minute. Or yeah, I yeah. say, sure, right. <laughs> Got to yeah. do it quick because I'm talking to my friend. Right, but, right. Uh, but that's like, but mostly it's like if they're going to just stand there expectantly, I'm going to talk to my friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was and, it was there because, you know, I think, you know, what I'm talking about there's one person that was there that was doing that. And I was like, I don't know how to like, I don't want to be like, I, I didn't know. It's if, so awkward. <laughs> it's so, so awkward. fucking wild. And it was funny, too, because even afterward, my friend that I brought, Haley, was like, I did not know. She's like, I was just looking at you guys the whole time. Like, I did not know what to do because I guess she was standing directly next to Haley. And Haley was like getting this inner monologue of anxiety. She's like, does she think I'm in line? Maybe I should walk away. And I was like, why don't you walk away? But like, it was hilarious. Yeah. But she was like, I was starting to freak out. And I was like, no, it's, it's fine. But yeah, we were just like wildly impressed. I was like, that's fucking awesome. It's a weird, it's odd. It's, you know, now I'm looking at the chats all the time. Being an artist in 2022 is crazy making. It is weird. <laughs> I mean, once again, it's like social media, different, you know, how many different social medias are you supposed to be active on now? And yeah. I mean, I have a record company now, which is amazing. They don't do social media. Wow. They're not my, you know, they're, they're, they're not my social media company. They're the record sure. company. They, yeah. they set up press, they do these things, but it's like, you're supposed to be active on all these things. I do a terrible job of it. And uh, and you're supposed to be kind of constantly accessible and constantly post like it's a weird set of expectations. It's, it's stressful. It um, is. Even I with, mean, I was going to say even with personal relationships too. Like it's weird because with e within each social media app that somebody communicates on, they uh, figure out their own kind of um, etiquette, and you don't know it. Because you're like, oh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, oh, I'm I didn't know I was only supposed to talk to you on this one, and this is the only app that you use to yeah. reach people on like i'll yeah. get people to send me messages be like you haven't you haven't checked your whatever and i'm like i don't fucking use whatever that is i, I don't anybody know anybody i know uh they get his phone or I, I i switch people who i haven't talked to in a while like mm. if, if you reach out and i know you we're on email or phone yeah. As soon as but I don't do, I can't do it on, on social media. I just, I, it's business only at this point. It has, yeah. and still it's a miracle sometimes just like last week, a friend of mine from grade school and high school, I haven't seen him in 30 years. He doesn't use social media. Somebody reached out on Facebook and sent me a message and said, Hey, 
David Weiner, old old friend of yours, wanted to get in touch. He doesn't have social media, and I'm like, please, like, <laughs> I got to talk to my friend, like, yeah, one of my dearest friends from childhood. I hadn't seen oh. him in 30 years, and it's like it was awesome. Oh, and, that's great. Um, but yeah, I don't use it at all for anything personal. I, no. I, I it's like, and even when I turn it on to like post, like for for work, it's like just walking through the door of social media feels destructive to me. There's that FOMO, that feeling like, God, everybody's way more successful than I am. Oh yeah. Wow. God, look up there. They're in beautiful places. I, I am <laughs> in a beautiful, like they're doing that. Like I, I immediately go like, it, it, I have to just protect myself from it. it yeah. It's, it's really bad for my psyche. So I agree. I've limited it to go ahead. What? I'm oh, sorry. Did I interrupt you? I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Every now and I'm then, I'm just looking like at a... the continued complaint. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I it's do. Those... I do play. I mean, yeah. I. I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like the the um, the missing out thing. Like, I'll either be really good with it, where I'm like, I know this is fake, or I know it's not. I know everybody's, you know, like kind of just trying to build themselves up or whatever. And then I'll go through periods where I'm like. Oh, I'm not working hard enough or this person got out this many clips this day or like whatever the hell it is. And it's overwhelming and I can't handle it either. And I just, I have a, like, um, I don't I would call it a blackout day. It's probably not the best phrasing, but that's what I'll do. Where like, it'll be like, I won't touch or do anything. And I, I feel really weird about that too, but I need to give I myself. I get guilt written over that when I, I too. don't post because anything. It, I'm like, it's I'm been translated to work, business. right? Like, yeah. you, like you've been, I mean, Twitter particularly, right? I mean, yes. comedians, it's like, it was made for my impression is Twitter was essentially made for comedians. Yeah. Like it's hot, you know, hot take, little quip, couple yep. minutes out of your day. You don't have to be somewhere being fabulous with other people. Right. Yeah. Like you just have to, yeah, be a, yeah, say a thing and then peace out, hopefully. And then, uh, and that's it. And Instagram is a thing I, I like wound up using the most, but Instagram, like, oh, really? Like, Instagram, yeah. Instagram, for some reason, I just think, I think I just gravitated to that because I do like photos, but now it's reels and it's videos. Yeah. And I, that I can't fucking get behind because, uh, it's a lot of work. And it, and I, I have, yeah. um, like, I have a thing about putting stuff out that's either not going to be good enough or, or it's, you know, cause I'm still in control of all that stuff. So like I'll take a standup clip and it'll take me way longer to just to yeah. post it because yeah. I'll be like, this is garbage. You're garbage. This is fucking stupid. Why are you doing this? Oh, you didn't do the thing right. Did you not caption it? What are the colors going to be? And then, you know, you do it. And then if you don't get the result you want from it, not that I think it's going to change my life, but I'm like, Oh, it, there, there it is. It's out there. And I'm like, I just spent five fucking hours. Yeah. You know, for what? What the fuck did I do that for? Reels are crazy, man. I, I, I've never done like and once again, Instagram, it's like I didn't even get used to stories. I don't understand Instagram anymore. <laughs> I still just do regular posts. Yeah, I don't Al get algorithm changed. Algorithm yeah. changed. And now you're supposed to be doing all these things at different times. And it's just like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, same. I, I don't want to care. And uh, I know I'm supposed to, and I know it's terribly vital, and I can't really afford to have anybody do that caring for me. Yeah. And that's the other thing. It has to be you personally doing it. Yep. I mean, once again, I, th I thought Twitter, 140 characters of snark. Perfect yeah. <laughs> for, for comedians, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
They just got once a day, fine. But like yeah. Yeah. stories and video, even the story, right? It's got, oh, it's a little short. You got to prep something like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, even the same thing doing like stuff with like somebody complained recently about because uh, I have I work with a, another artist and, you know, as an artist, too, like I like to come up with designs and drawings and stuff like that, too. And she's fantastic. Her name is Emily English and she comes up with stuff. And somebody complained about not being able to see or it's too whatever it is or too distracting. Stuff like that. And I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> like, I have no like and then I but I'm literally have not stopped thinking about it where I'm like, oh, maybe I should. Maybe I need to change stuff. Maybe it is to this. Maybe it is to that. Should I take a consensus? Should it matter? You know, should I do whatever. Like uh, the, 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 it was the flyer that I'd given you, you know, the one that you shared on your on your thing. They were like too busy. A lot of stuff going on, like all this other crap. And I was like. Yeah. Maybe I should do another one. Maybe I should figure out how to do it. And then it's like, how much time, you know, are, are you supposed to? I don't know. I don't know what You're works. Also, you don't know where that's coming from. That's not coming from a PR agent or is that coming from somebody? No. That's you know, adorable a salad bar. And they're like, oh, you have no <laughs> idea what you're doing in graphic design. What? <laughs> I just I, I feel like I I usually just go. I know what I like and, and I try to like get it, get it done or whatever. And then but stuff like I wish it didn't get into my head. I try not to let anybody know, even though I just said it out loud, that it does do it. People say shit sometimes, and I can block it pretty well. But I swear to God, I'll be walking around like doing regular shit, and whatever they fucking said, all of a sudden will surface. And it's you know it was like what you said before about having to be on guard, kind of like with your mental, mm -hmm. like it's like a daily process of keeping yourself okay. Shit will slip in, and then I'll I will just. <sighs> you know spiral. spiral through whatever it is and it's a it's i don't know how yeah i can't control that shit but yeah i i have really bad i mean god when i was doing the lockdown live cast i lost my shit a few times over yeah you know stuff was happening in the like you know yeah. uh you know uh yeah the expectations and entitlements are are uh remarkable sometimes oh absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah uh and it's uh, yeah it's one of those things that you like i i mean i you you have a very cool thing with like you said what you've you've it's... kind of developed like your meditation and stuff i wish i could kind of meditate i don't know if i have like i don't i don't have i think i have I, there was like three sentences in one so i'm about to say i don't know if I, i've never been tested for add <laughs> but i'm sure i have some form of whatever it is i just think it's too like it doesn't matter anymore because i am this now uh, and it seems to be okay um so uh but like i've i don't know that i can do the meditation thing because i i just i over i'm still thinking while i'm trying to be quiet like you it's, could do it because i have adhd too and it's yeah yeah you it it's it center it really legit if you use techniques like yeah. if you mm -hmm. i had a doctor tell me you have to close all the lights shine a flashlight on the wall just stare at the light hmm. and just that's it. Just focus on that light. And it works for me. And really? then my mind would start to, yeah, because just concentrate on your breathing, listen to your breathing and and look there and try and like let all that other noise stop. And yeah. it, I found it worked. The other thing about meditation is it's a really active process. It's it, it, You can get to places where, I mean, I, I've always done Vipassana meditation, which, mm -hmm. you know, there's not a mantra, it's eyes shut. It's, um, and you just kind of scanning up and down the body right Ooh. so you're trying to pay attention you're sitting up straight you're kind of vigilant and like i'll start at the very crown of my head and literally just try to see can i feel the top of my head can i feel the hair growing out of my head 
and you're going all the way down. It takes like half an hour to go down and back up like in detail. And it's like, you're trying not to add anything. You're trying to just to listen and be and notice what's actually happening right now. And that's the job. And so it, and, and you'll wander off and think. And then the other part of it is going, it's the habit of the mind. The mind wanders off and the mind starts thinking. And then you go, oh, I'm thinking. And then your yeah. job is, in, you know, it, on a good day is instead of going, you, you idiot motherfucker, you can't even <laughs> meditate. You're, you know, going is to go like, oh, thinking uh, and then go back to scanning. Oh, nice. And it's just it's a simple job. And, you're, and you go, oh, singing. I'm, you know, got a song in my head. Yeah, like yeah. you identify the thing you're doing. Yeah, I'll attempt that. That seems like I tried to do the yeah. TMD. What is it? Trans, um, transcendental, transcendental meditation or whatever they call it. And that they yeah, all the New Yorkers do TM. That's what that. Yeah, that's, what, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly where I got it from. They were like, you got it. it was it was another it was a couple of comedians seem to really be uh-huh. like into it. And I, I just I was like, man, I'm fucking it up. I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> it's not was did not work for me so i'll try the i'll try the that seems like it's more i like the more active approach to it well i mean yeah it's not that's the thing about it you can you can go into deep rest as well but it's it's um yeah it's about awareness of what's actually going on and not trying not to add anything to that experience which includes like noticing thought going on Oh, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's what the mind does like yeah. and and you know which sometimes you can do sometimes you can't uh you know do you do uh, it before bed me yeah, I got really or... out of the habit I've been mm-hmm. uh trying to get back in the habit uh yeah I do it before bed I mean I you know uh my therapist calls it meditation uh <laughs> <laughs> you know calming that's down great. but um, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty useful. And, and I mean, that, that one is a good, simple one to just kind of get used to. I mean, it, you know, it starts out when you go to a Vipassana, I did a 10 day Guenka course a long time ago. And, you know, you, you can also just pay attention to your breath coming in and out. Like it's yeah. really simple, just pay it, but it's sensory. It's what your body's already doing and you breathe normally. You don't breathe a special way. You don't have something you okay. have to say. You're just actually trying to like go like holy crap i can feel the inside of my ear <laughs> okay <laughs> sound That's of drinking water right yeah <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, oh nice oh that was a good to little things yeah absolutely look now. at that 180 right. that was great that was perfect yeah. I'm not was, not completely to impervious to self-promotion <laughs> <laughs> oh my god do we have do you want to take tom do you I, want to get some questions absolutely. yeah we should we should clean up because i gotta go yeah yeah sorry man i know i get i'm Looking at the time just now, I was like, "Holy shit!" I know Gotta time does burrito. fly. <laughs> I did want to get the, <laughs> get this one up for Roller Girl. She said, "Can you ask Glenn what song he's most proud of, mm. or means the most to him, and why?" Um, most days I would say "Grief and Praise," just because of partially what it's meant to other people. Just as a song that you know, the letters I've got from people who were going through death or illness or massive change with that it's meant a lot to me um so really really happy with that one um yeah nice that's a great one thank you great one 
I am. I apologize. There are so many comments everywhere. <laughs> I'm trying to get through them all to find the questions. I've got. I got a question. When we're waiting for a question that I've been asking musicians recently, if there's sure. somebody you could see in the audience uh, that you admired, just came to see your show and hang out, either they could be dead or alive. But who would you want to look out and see, like kind of unexpectedly? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know who would like turn my crank the most. Uh, like it's a great phrase. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> like who would be like? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I mean, honestly, I thought if I looked out and like, you know, Barry Obama was out in the you know, front, just like dad pantsing it and dancing, <laughs> that would be pretty damn cool. That's great. That's that a good be one. Pretty damn cool. I, could I like that you that. called him Barry. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because you'd be dancing more Barry, you know? Right, right. Yes. <laughs> he switched hats. <laughs> yeah. He switched hats. He's a good that's, time guy. That's awesome. That's a good answer, though. Uh, Yeah. Sure, I'll go with that. Like or that. Bjork in the swan dress. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So Karen wasn't Karen wants to know, will you ever write a book, Glenn? I probably should write a book. Uh, I, I've started and stopped on a book, uh, like a songwriting book. Um, and I hope I'll write a book. I, I need to get my concentration down. Books intimidate me. It's a, it's a strange, um, how can I say that? Like books are really in, in like to actually write stuff down. Like I can talk forever as we've proven tonight and I can, uh, you know, I'll, I'll write songs, but as soon as I write prose, I start being like, this isn't as good as Simon Rushdie. Why am I bothering? <laughs> Like, which is stupid because I'm a beginning writer. And so I, yeah, I put yeah. it down. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would like to, there's a few things I would like to write. I have a couple ideas um, nice. that I think would be fun to put into some kind of bathroom book form. <laughs> <laughs> and also no one's ever going to be you or have your experiences either. So even if you're like highly critical of your own writing, it's still going to be unique to anybody else who's reading it because they're yeah. not you. There you go. And that's going to be fucking fun. But what if they are? What if they are? <laughs> what if there's some kind of uncanny valley shit going on and there's yeah. another another Glenn out there? Like, <laughs> Probably. There's something a little off. <laughs> We're all like, is that really him? What the fuck is going yeah. on? There's... Outside of music, what would have been your dream vocation? Uh, I don't know. I think a lot about going back to school and doing uh, becoming a therapist. Uh um, cause you get to stay home and get to study the mind, which yeah. I, is what I read about anyway. I, yeah. I love, uh, it's my kind of my favorite subject. It's the one I'm most curious about. So probably that. Yeah. That's very interesting. Do you ever think about that? It, when you, when you talk about studying the mind, it's literally the mind studying itself. Mm-hmm. That's that always weirds me out. And also mirrors, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're like, holy shit. And also that your brain knows where every organ in your body is, but you can't get it to tell you where. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Like it knows it, it has to control all that stuff. Right. So technically, but like 
if I was like, hey, where's my, not going to tell me. I don't know where it is. Yeah. There was a great book on consciousness. I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, crap. But it, it had this description at the very beginning of like, you know, that the part we think of as us is like this tiny megalomaniac sitting in the chair of this giant robot, like with a fake set of controls. It's like Brian Wilson's dad in the studio going, I'm making the record. I'm doing everything. And it's like the tiniest little tip of the iceberg of everything that's going. Meanwhile, it's like peristalsis, balance, you know, sense of right? And this guy's like, I control you. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an utter fiction. It's like that's the so tiniest great. little part of you. Oh my so god, true. that's true, man. That's so hilarious. True. So much happening at once that we have no idea is happening. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So good. Um. All right. Can I hit him? Oh, there you go. One more. What is your favorite tree? Ooh. Oh, favorite tree. Mm. I really like banyan trees. Oh, like giant banyan trees with all yeah. the roots going up like that. There's that huge yeah. one in uh, is it Lahaina and Maui and. They're gorgeous. Yeah, they are really. That's a good tree. That that's good quite tree. a tree. Yeah, it's quite a tree. Also, I like aspens. If I were going to say my favorite specific tree would be um, would be pondo. Uh, which okay. Is a, a, a male clonal aspen grove uh, in in near Fish Lake in Utah, mm -hmm. and it's the oldest uh, known living organism on Earth. It's about eighty thousand years old. Wow. Current currently dying. Uh, but it's oh. aspens are um aspens share root systems and and they clone. Yeah. I guess they can do sexual reproduction at like lower altitudes, but uh I think it's lower altitudes they do that. But like it's why an entire hillside of aspens will change leaf color at exactly the same time. It's because yeah. it's one one thing. And wow. uh so I love thinking about yeah, Pondo. Uh called or the trembling giant uh 80, years man it's seen a lot that's awesome you gotta get yeah. to see it before it goes yeah absolutely that move we'll i did i got i was really lucky uh on uh we had a travel out one day with toad and we had a day off and i realized we were three hours away and rented a car and took a couple of the guys and we drove awesome. up and saw pondo <laughs> nice man that's <laughs> yeah cool. that's awesome uh, and by the way, this is how my brain works. You said Aspen, and my brain just went playing Starwood and Aspen by John Depp. Like, and now it's on a loop <laughs> ah. without whether I want it to or not. It's... You say words, and then it pops in. Uh, I'm going to ask you this: uh, the last three questions. Yes. I think I did this the last time, but I want to. I like to see if. Oh, this is the lightning round. Yeah, lightning yep. round. See if anything changes. Okay. Um, so, first question is, you know, it's a little bit of a softball, but if you can go back in time and talk to your younger self, what piece of advice would you give yourself that would help you today, being a Wednesday? Oh, this no, no. it to be today. No, no. wait. <laughs> oh, could. Piece that would help. Oh, I would say, uh, don't, don't, don't wait to invest. Uh. <laughs> don't, don't be afraid that the economy is about to crash at any moment. So this would be the wrong time. Uh, mm. Please, please invest for oh, yourself. Uh, yeah, save more. You're gonna need it. <laughs> Solid. That's good, right? Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Uh, also, get get uh, mental health care earlier. Mm. That'd be mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably the biggest one. Right. Yeah. Uh, second question: What had to end in your life, good or bad, that led you to where you are today? 
Um, I would say, I mean, the band breaking up and then, and then, you know, uh, my marriage ending and kids growing up and, you know, uh, had a huge change and wake up. And even though I can still go in the depths, um, you know, I, I feel like there are things I understand about myself and my life and my capacity to like be there for people that I, I didn't get then. And mm. I, I know I still get, I, I still get depressed, but it's like less often and for less time. So I know there's been um, forward movement in that, but um, I'm just really happy. I got another chance to fall in love and I got another chance to make a life, you know? Nice, man. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, and the last question is ties into the show. Kind of goofy. Uh, you know this, I think, but um, if this was a genuine dystopia more so than it is already. So either government collapse your choice government collapse mm. alien zombies comet heading toward the earth climate change finally hits but you wake up and you know it's everybody's last day how, what will be your epic death how are you going out what, what's happening oh the epic death again yeah it's a good one uh, are you still doing the art pieces based yep. on the epic death yeah. wow uh where am i gonna go for epic death i mean it's california so Right. Probably I'm going to um, like ride the coastline down into um, like just deep into a widening, you know, trench of the sea. Uh, it's just going to upend and go. Bah! And uh, so it technically be drowning unless I'm crushed on the way in. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. Crushed on the way in would probably be. I feel like that'd be the way to go. You want to? You'd want to fall in the gap between the plates and just be ground. Yes. Yeah. I think so because you, drowning, drowning to me, I think that's like one of my top fears is like oh. probably drowning. I've had dreams. I've heard it's where... okay when you stop struggling, but I mean the the, the, the the other. It's like the other thing is as the the you know the coast is going like I'll probably just get battered to death wherever I am by the seismic activity. Good point. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I was going with in my head. Like, you were going to go by that tree so the ground would absorb you. You would now be taking up into Vondo, and then you would just be a leaf oh. and giving breath to others. Wow. Well, that would be nicer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Glenn Phillips tree, if you would. Yeah. That'd be kind of nice. I actually imagined you surfing the coastline. That's what I thought you were going to say. It was going to dip, but then you were going to uh -huh. embrace it and ride it into the ocean. And I was like, that's not bad. Yeah. That's not too bad. Um, dude, I love talk. I could, you know, I, I can't believe we did. Uh, I can't believe we did two hours again. Um, but I, I have a blast talking to you, man. Uh, thanks for coming back on again.